Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Brent, it's episode number 64. It is 75 degrees here in Kentucky in the middle of February. It's absolutely unbelievable. I don't know if it's the episode number or the weather, but they're they're both rolling pretty strong. I'm so sorry. You said let's 60, take it. You said 64, and I'm just I've been instantly taken back to my youth as a Commodore 64 child. Oh man, you know something? Go on, 64. Go 64. You know, I saw on Twitter uh, a week, sometime within this past week, that where there is a, on Twitter uh, the, the place you're not. I, I've never that that place that, I've you're never not. Never heard of that. Yeah. Okay, okay. I have yeah. to look, hold on, I have to I have to look that up. Yeah, it's that place. Dogpile.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that place you're not. There is. Uh, and I saw this on the Retro Gaming Roundup uh, Twitter account that they're they're actually doing a repro Commodore 64 PCB kit. And yeah, I've re- seen that. I mean, Heard it looked it. nice, really nice. And I'm not a C64 guy at all, but I, when I saw it, I thought of you. Know, I thought, man, that looks really. I sweet. wonder what the market is for that because I don't know. I mean, they made so many 64s. I mean, even all these years later. I've been, and I'll get into it a little later in the show, kind of in what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of what I've been doing, I'm here, here's a spoiler alert, is going through a bunch of my collections. It's it's called the smoothest segue known to man. And cl- is what that's there called. you go. Yeah. Like I planned it. Yeah. And cleaning house. And I, I'm shocked at how much 64 stuff I have. Really? Oh, wow. yeah. Man. I've got 64 stuff everywhere. I've got like none. Zero. I just well, never, I just never grew up with it i mean i grew up but i never had one so just never never was really in my wheelhouse well i've got a lot of stuff that's the result of having gone to thrift stores for decades yeah yeah and stuff walks home yeah stuff walks home you know back in the day you could walk into a thrift store every day of the week and find atari stuff Mm -hmm. and then uh maybe two or three times a week you could still come home with something you didn't have and you know, I've wow. kind of as, as I go and check stuff out. Every once in a while, I'll find things. I mean, I haven't found any home vintage home computer stuff in a long time. Yeah, and I've been hitting Goodwills too, and I just don't see that much no, stuff anymore. No. no, I can get you all the cheese graters you want. Yeah, but I haven't yeah. seen yeah, exactly nary a Commodore. That and over overpriced dresses and everything else, man. What yeah, sections are you shopping in, dude? It depends upon how they're laid out. You know, you got to walk through the okay, store. That's, so whatever that's, you need to say to sleep, so you can sleep at night. That's exactly it's my story. I stick to it. So they do always put all the non-clothes stuff past all the clothes, don't they? That they do. Yeah. And and, and none of the no two goodwill seem to be laid out the same. Um, they don't even really seem to follow much of a much of a design outside of just put stuff inside rather mm-hmm. than outside. Um, Walmart does it far better than Goodwill does when it comes to like store design and everything. Now you like go that, to, so. we're in, here in Louisville, but we yeah. can walk into a Walmart in Nashville or Dallas, Texas, Nashville, Tennessee, or Dallas, Texas, and pretty much get to where we need That's, to be. You can yeah. you can pretty much close your close your eyes and fumble through the store, and yeah, you know, not too much that you don't want won't fall on your cart. Yeah. So yeah, but dude, it's a new month, new episode. We are smack right up against. Uh, taking everything out for the Louisville Arcade Expo, yep. man. So we're just, what, at, at this recording, what, a week and a half away? Right about that, yep. Yeah, a week and a half away. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going to bounce up and down in my seat to show everybody <laughs> that cannot see a single thing my level of excitement. I'm looking forward to this this year's show, man. And I know it lo- I'm just looking through the show notes, and uh, yeah, believe it or not, we do have show notes. And we actually work really hard on our show oh, notes, no, no. man. Podcasting. I, 
Don't Podca- let us discourage you. Podcasting is not easy, no. man. No, it's not. And um, not the way we do it. No, no, and we do it way, way, way too hard. But anyway, it's just it's just part of it. But uh, yeah. some, sometimes. I, I do kind of admire the folks that just get together and they might have one or two things scribbled down and they talk and they have we we have a production man yes we do yes, we have we collaborative do. shared notes that's, that's we do we work on them a heck of a rig it, it's it's the whole nine yards we have Sean O'Shea I mean he keeps us straight and, I, and he produces the show from you know way up in what New Hampshire New Hampshire yes <laughs> New Hampshire so I mean Sean Sean's like I have a job yeah, really <laughs> really I, I, I had no idea I was slacking off like that <laughs> I had no idea he was producing for us I need to I need to slack off some more <laughs> exactly Sean we need to have a talk but <laughs> yeah, but, but anyway this yeah, free internship you're on isn't working out Sean it's not working out it's, it's not working out six minutes in we fired Sean <laughs> uh, poor guy but uh, but man I was like to say is looking through the show notes and dude it looks like you've got a bevy and i hate that word but i'm going to use it it looks like you've got just uh, a just a list of updates that relate to what you're doing for the for the expo well you know what here's how we're going to start and i do hate the word bevy bevy yeah <laughs> can't stand that word <laughs> i had my uh neighbor before she moved her name was bev no relation to bevy yeah she's probably a really nice lady <laughs> she was yeah. yeah i'm sure she is tell everyone what you see, what what is going on here in the spacious Broken Token studio? Uh, what are you I, staring at? I see rows and rows of uh, stretch wrap is what I see. <laughs> and just a bunch of games. I see uh, Space Invaders. I see, gosh, what what else? I see a Nintendo versus cabinet. No, uh, no, no, there's no, not no. one of those down no, here. No, no, that's no. In that's, the, that's in the other line. That's in the, uh, that's in the other line. Um, let's see. What else? You got an Asteroid. I see an Asteroid. Space Invaders Deluxe. Oh, is that what that is? The blue? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then at and the then what's at the very end? The very end's a Pac-Man. Oh, nice. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I, yeah, I see games wrapped to go. I have really tried to get ahead of the game, no pun intended, this mm-hmm. year. Because you always get down to the wire, and you're trying to do that last thing, change that last button, you know, set that last free play, and or do whatever, and you're just, you go into the weekend just exhausted. Oh, yeah. So I set my sights on, you know, here's my pick list of things I need to address, and I just started chewing through the list with the intention of being finished at least a week ahead of time. And I've made that by over a week. And I, I just, oh, well, I'm just, that's awesome. For right now, I'm going to take a, an evening this coming week and I'm going to get all the podcast gear out. The main rig stays here at my house, which is where we record. Yeah. So I'm going to get that out and all the stuff that we need to go pseudo mobile and get that loaded into my truck probably you know the latter part of this week wednesday thursday somewhere around in there and then that way when it show when it's show day just fire it up back it out and off we go yeah it's that's the way to do it man that's the way to do it so that's honestly that is where this is where my month has been spent for the most part is lax per, uh preparation and yeah, same for me. I won't. I won't be quite the production, but yeah, same for me. Well, you've been focusing on one very, very important game and <laughs> yeah. all that goes with. Yeah, and it's it's a uh, it, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. But I'll get into that in my updates. So yeah. So here, here, let me give everybody the update, the rundown on like what I'm taking, and what I've kind of had to do. And, you know, there's no secret about this, but we've talked about this in years past. Arcade Expo is a good opportunity if you're shopping for a game to come in and look. For, there's a lot of a, a lot of equipment for sale. Yeah, there is. And it's a good opportunity if you're selling a game to get games in front of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This year is, you know, I'm, I'm taking advantage of that opportunity and I have 
quite a few games that you know came out of my collection yeah it's ready to you know i'm ready okay it's, it's just time to make room yeah yeah and some games that i've gotten over the course of you know the last year since the last show that you know hey look it's time to go so a lot of the stuff has been okay let's go let's get it prepped let's get let's get any of the issues addressed and go with it and i've talked about the pole position i've been working on the last couple shows our last show picking at it because that was kind of first on my list for Louisville Arcade Expo. And it has become a complete and total failure. And it looks like at this point, it's not going to make it. I just had to set it aside, make peace with it and realize that this pole position and I were not having, we're not friends. You're not friends yet. How about yeah, that? Not friends yeah. yet. Yeah. So I've, I've gone through two board sets. The board that was in it, I had a, uh, like a no boot situation and there's, there's three processors on the CPU board. The sound processor is running, but the other two processors are dead to the wa- dead to the world. And honestly, I've I focused in the wrong place. I've learned more, which, and this is a good experience. This is kind of what it's all about. So there's a lesson to be learned here. I've learned oh, more. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, about the system and microprocessors as I've worked on these boards. Yep. So I, I'm not writing it off in any no. any stretch of the imagination. No, and, and it's like the work that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. It's not netted me yet, but it's uh, I've been learning a lot as I go. Mm-hmm. So it, it's all good. Yeah. So the, this first board, well, the funny thing is, is on occasion it would boot. So it led me to believe there was something just, I mean, something mechanical wrong. I could leave the game after having messed with it for an evening, come down the next day after it sat all night, turn it on, fire right up. Mm. be just fine it boot the game and it play. boot the game and then eventually it would it was almost as if like something would get warm yeah and then it would start it would fail and it, then it was done for the rest of the night there was no bringing it back and then it, it the whole thing would probably just have to cool off yeah it, whatever whatever unknown part was it would it would have to cool so even having known yeah. that wow and experienced that i was still having issues zeroing in and again i think i was looking at the wrong place and then eventually it got to the point where it wouldn't boot at all uh and then eventually where I, where I went was I've got that cockpit out that I've mentioned before on the show out in the garage. Mm-hmm. And I, it's also got a, this is a pole position too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also happened to have a pole position two board in it. And I remember at one point in time it booted. Yeah. So uh, after a lot of trial and error, a lot of searching, a lot of uh, kind of what's going on. And what's difficult to me about the board is, like I said, it's got three processors. I really uh, trying to was trying to figure out which one starts and get the ball rolling. How do they communicate? If if that communication is missing, that you know should trigger uh, um, a reset to kind of restart it again. You know how was all that working? So that was a lot of the exploration, a lot of the learning. Still don't have it nailed. I know more than I did before, but that's kind of where I'm at. It's just a very complex system. Then you have all those custom chips that are in the middle oh of it gosh. that the Namco boards are known for. Yeah. It's just like that, and that's the thing that what's what's the gentleman? I never can get his name over Ad, one, Adam Corchesny at one circuit. Yeah, and you've got to give that guy props. Oh yes, because he is literally back. He's literally backpeeled every piece of spaghetti to that entire board. Mm-hmm. Well, that's <laughs> and, where he started. Was yeah. he had to reverse engineer all the customs? Yeah, so that he knew what the ins and outs were, so that he could you yeah. know basically rewrite those in FPGA. In an FPGA. Yeah, exactly. So, 
I have not had the luck of Adam, right, well, needless to say. It's all good, dude. You know, there's yeah. benefit in the struggle, and that's what I'm telling myself right now. Because, yeah, there's just benefit in the struggle. So so the, the second board, it would boot loop. It'd get up to where it was going to test the – you know, when you start a pole position, it'll go through um, – and I, I don't know what it's doing at this point, whether it's letting all the processors come up, it's checking RAM, but you go through all that garbage on the screen, yes. and then you get the crash yeah. sound. Uh-huh, and, and the crash sound, and it, yeah. Well, it would get to the crash sound, and it would reset set okay. okay so to me that okay that's somewhere maybe in the in the sound processor and sec so i got it fixed yeah and it would play but it had some odd input problems and then eventually in messing with it it's back to the to the looping thing again hmm. and that's when i just had to set it all aside um i, I stopped with the board one and then I fell into all the other games and yeah. then once everything was caught up I went back and started squirreling yeah, that's with board what, two that's kind of what you gotta do yeah. yeah and just last Friday I just said look I, I've stressed myself with it it's not gonna make it cause there's a bunch of other things I need to address on it I'm just gonna take it easy yeah. and, I, and I feel so relaxed that's all you can do man but I tell you what and I don't know the position you're in can you get into the Tempest because I have come up with the ultimate rescue kit for pole position and you know i'm wondering okay i, I okay i can i'm gonna have to snake my way around okay. to get into the tempest but i'm going to use my supreme powers of premonition and okay. say that the ultimate pole position rescue kit is either number one a hammer okay number two a six pack of the finest dark beer okay? i don't know if i could get them in that coin door yeah uh, after, after two beers you could okay and okay then, all right and then number three would be a gift certificate to one circuit to buy his board oh How my gosh that? i wish yeah. that board was available shoot you and me both reach in there and dig around so yeah i i finally did i came up with the ultimate pole position oh he's he's all contorted We've yeah got, it, yeah it's I'm, I'm not in the best of positions all of our spacing is strange because i've got the basement full of games you might actually have to stand up there was something else in there yeah, that I you am left stand up actually like, really yeah there was something else in there for you i opened up the door and i was like oh look who's staring at me <laughs> There's some. Oh, I, that was that was definitely a mistake. Yeah. Well, come on. This this well, this would have been much more yeah. exciting if yeah, I'd have made this much more yeah, accessible. These podcasts don't record themselves. No, I know. I should have put that sucker right there inside the gore for something. Uh oh. He's reached in there. He's pulling out. No, that's not the ultimate pole position. Oh yeah, my man. That's not. That was not the ultimate. Oh! I see it now. I see it. I see it. it the buildup is. is not worth it at this point. Well, it, <laughs> actually, it is. Uh, it would be item number four on that list, which is a box of matches. <laughs> yes, that is the ultimate pole position repair kit. Yeah, touche, Brent. Touche. Right there. Yep. I'm going to sit myself back down. What was the other? Ow. I'd, I'd forgot. Sorry. I put that in there. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, actually, dude. That's, have you seen those figures? That's really cool. Tell everybody no, what you got. No, I have not. So what this is, is... Uh, this Get a little is, closer to the mic. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 64 episodes. <laughs> what does Whitney do? Um, this is one of the uh, nano metal figs, and it's Iron. It's the Marvel Avengers, and this one is uh, MV9 Iron Man. It's really cool because it's got Iron Man. Looks like he's in like his Mark III armor, and he's standing on like a little, uh, just like a little uh, platform, like a little pedestal mm-hmm. and everything. Have you seen those metal no, mini figs? No, I. Oh, this you've is, not seen this those. This is brand new to me. I, I did not even know that these existed. If you, if you go back in the toy section at Ooh, Walmart, I'm sure Toys R Us have them. Sweet. If people haven't seen these. 
yeah. Those things, they're actually really inexpensive. <gasps> those are, those are cool. like a buck, Whitney. Are they seriously? They're metal and they're painted. Oh my gosh, man. Those are, that's awesome. Yeah. They're I, pretty, they're pretty nicely detailed. What do you, how tall you think that is? About uh, two inches, inch man, and a half? I don't know, dude. Never take me fishing. I'm going to no, say, definitely yeah, I'm going to say two, two and a half. Oh, yeah. that big? Yeah. Two, something like that. Between two and two and a so, half. I mean, if you're or, a collector, or, or, of, or Brent eight, yeah, or, 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 it could be anywhere eight. between an inch and eight. Yeah, yeah exactly. anywhere. Could be a foot. It could be a foot. I don't know. Could be a baker's dozen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you haven't checked, if you're like a collector of just knickknacks, I think this is the next iteration of hey, I'm like a pop, you know, buy my buy my little figure type deal. They're really inexpensive. They're nicely detailed. They have a whole Harry Potter line. They've got uh, a Street Fighter line, so you can get Rayu and oh, all the Street Fighter characters. Sweet. Yeah, they do uh, uh, wrestlers. Yeah, there's actually matches in there, Whitney. Yeah, the pole position's behind you, but this is my home, so we're gonna take it outside. Hey, well, I'll be I'll be more than happy to oblige. But you know what? In in the interest of, of your house, I'm gonna just park those right there. Okay. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, those, I get it. Those things are kind of cool. Yes, they are. Yeah, those are neat. If if you're, I've been really shying away from the toy section. I've pretty much given up on all the. We'll yeah. get into that here in a minute. Yeah, but yeah I, they're kind of neat. It's like shelfware. <laughs> Maybe one or two just sitting around. Yeah, that's it's about something it. that something that matters to me, like like that does. Mm-hmm. You know, from a from a thematic perspective. But I'd have a hard time justifying a whole lot more outside of that. You know, yeah. outside of that. So, I, I haven't yeah. looked honestly because I forgot that was in there. I mean, you could probably take that if you were so inclined. There, there's several lines of those type figures, and if there was a pinball that was a matching theme, yeah, you could work it into the play field. I'm gonna have to talk to somebody who's got one of those. Yeah, so, they're, yeah, they're detailed nicely enough, and they they're presentable enough, I believe. I mean, where I think if I mean, yeah. if you were so inclined, you could use it as a mod. You very well could. Yeah, and it's small enough to where it would be, it could go just about anywhere. It, it would be tasteful just about anywhere yeah. you put it so yeah it wouldn't be bad at all now, that's awesome dude so yeah the pole position was a complete and total loss but everything else was i was very successful so i've got a um a space invaders back here and uh, actually space invaders deluxe that came out of that group buy from this the summer oh, last yeah. summer yeah gotcha. so i multi i multi-kitted it one of the braze multi-kits rebuilt the monitor rejuvenated the monitor the tube arcade shop switching power supply so it's you know in their adapter and it's got the proper reset circuit on it man i've used it a couple times and they are they're sweet yeah i mean they're just yeah they just they work. plug and play yeah yeah if you ever go to install one of those the only thing i'll caution everybody on is make sure you tap the power after all the switches okay so there's a, a transformer in the bottom mm-hmm. like you see in most arcade games oh yeah and at least on on space invaders the bottom row of lugs, the outer lugs, that's going to be your your neutral and your hot 120 volt, and they're it's after all the cabinet switches. So if oh. you open the door and the interlock switch pops out, yeah, it'll stay running. No, 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 it turns the power supply. Oh, it turns the power supply yeah. off. Okay, yeah, or if gotcha. you hit the button on the top, yeah, and it you know the the, the main power switch that's external to the cab on the top of the cab, it'll turn the power supply. Oh, I, off. I see what you're saying yeah. then. Yeah, because okay, if you get gotcha. before the switches, you think the game's off, the monitor might be off, but the board's running. The board, the game set, the board set's running. Gotcha. The power supply's Under, on. Understood. Yeah. So it's. Um, uh, it's it's a sweet kit so yeah if you're if you're in, an, in need for one i definitely recommend it and i did new buttons on it and need some lamps in the marquee it turned out really nice 
It's a good looking game, man. Yeah, it's I, this one. You know, and the thing about it is, I'm just not a huge Space Invaders fan, but I am going to play that at 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 the expo because I just don't play Space Invaders that much. It's like I kind of get my fill of it, and then I'll, and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's it's a title that I would never that would never ever last in my lineup, but I am kind of itching to play it, it, it again. I, it has it. It's, it has its endearing quality. It and, does, and you can see why it was so groundbreaking. Oh for yeah, the day. yeah, for sure. The uh, all the games that are on the multi kit are either clones of Space Invaders with different sprites, or they're Space Invaders ish. Where there's there's one game that's kind of like a lunar lander type game where you have oh, to navigate. So fine. Well, it's not. Yeah. Ish. But it's I mean, not. It's, okay. It, you got to navigate your way down through the enemies <laughs> and land on a platform. Then a little yeah. guy runs out and gets in your ship, and then yeah. you have to go upwards back through the enemies and you can shoot okay gotcha. so it's kind of, you're like yeah. flying through the invaders yeah, you know gotcha. but they're not invaders it's a different graphic and y- hmm. you could see how from back in the day that they they were easily adaptable games to the board set to yeah. extend the life i guess of the hardware and wherever yeah. they came from but yeah you know i mean they're fun but that, that's yeah. why the other there's a a standard Space Invaders. So the it, the deluxe is a red cab, mm-hmm. and then the first run Space Invaders is that white cab that's in the back that's got the alien that's on the side is like I yeah. think it's blue. Blue, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is actually right out of my lineup. I've had that here in the basement for a, uh, a couple seasons, and it's the same thing where I I turn the game room on, I might play a game, and honestly, I don't think I ever played a game all the way through. Yeah, I haven't a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's like eh, I'm I'm done. Kind of walk off to something. Yeah, else. so it was time, yeah. and it's yeah. I mean it's a nice game. It's got a. a a new control panel overlay on it, new buttons, multi kit, and I'd already done the power supply and everything in it, so that came right out of the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, not trying to talk your games down. Not trying to no, talk no, games no. down. You know, it's just the title. The title is what the title is. Well, I mean, we've discussed plenty of times on the show that there's games that each of us like that the other do- Donkey Kong, the <laughs> other doesn't, and there's games oh. that are off the wall that we both oh, like that oh. a lot of people don't. Oh, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong, mm, love it. Uh, anyway, so uh, I got an Asteroids. That's going to go. And yeah. it was one of those where it was kind of working and it, it you know needed a monitor done. It already had a power supply. It already had the AR done. Uh, it had, there was a, it wouldn't read the dips. The board set wouldn't read the dip switches. So you'd fire up this board. And I think it was in German. Hilarious. So uh, the, the, the little TTL, the little bit of logic, I can't remember what the part number was, right after the dips, uh, I ended up tracing it back to that and had to replace that so that it, you know i could get it s- switched to you know would, into english and it would honor all the dip switch settings and all that kind of fun stuff so new buttons and the back door on it was kind of funky you know how a lot of the uh, a lot of games will have like midways like this they'll have like a little lip on the back door like a male side and there'll be a female on the cabinet and they'll just like is that called a do- it's not called a dovetail what no i think it's a rabbit a I, rabbit I, I joint think where they'll slip joint together where they slip together right yes and then some games will have just another board uh-huh. tacked to the inside of the back door and it yeah. just fits over like a lip yes well that's how asteroids is a lot of atari games are well that was gone oh so i'd put locks on it and everything i'm like why doesn't it come <laughs> Why, Yeah. Well, the bottom, I never noticed it. The bottom had slid out a little bit, and it had dislodged the door, and it came off the interlock switch. So I poked the door, and the game, boo. I let off the, and the game goes, 
Gotcha. So I had to, I just, that, that was one of those last second things. I thought I was done, but then I wasn't. It was yeah. just kind of, I have no idea. And it, it didn't, it looked like it was cleanly removed. I mean, there was no real damage or anything. The paint was still, that's why I didn't even notice it, I guess. But the Pac-Man that you saw, that came right on my lineup. And that's another one of those where it's just time, man. You know, I get I, it. Yeah. I got the mini. Yeah. My niece loves Pac-Man and yeah. we just come to an agreement. She says, don't you have a Pac-Man somewhere? I'm in good shape. So it's got to stay for her. Yeah. I put a, did a new old stock joystick grommet in it that I had in, in my parts pile. And it did have a, a Mike Doyle kit in it. I ended up pulling that out. I'm going to put it in my mini. And one, I looked at it like I think it would have enhanced it for, and I, I can see arguments either way of where I'm going here. Yeah. It would have enhanced it either way for a, a sale to a home buyer. But in talking to a few folks, they have had the opposite experience because it's confusing to somebody that just wants a game in their basement. Yeah, and, and they think they're buying Pac-Man, and, but they get, or they expect to buy Pac-Man, and then they get so much more. They get so much, yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I, that's one of the reasons I ended up pulling it out. I, I was going to buy another kit, and I was, I'm sorry, Mike, you, know, you lost a kit sale, cause I was, but the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I can see that. You know, after having talked to a few people over the years and sold a few games. So, yeah, I pulled that out and I put a speed up chip in it and put it back to regular Pac-Man. And uh, I think that's what most most home buyers, from what I understand, are going to want. And yeah, time to let it go. Yeah. And then the I'm actually going to take the Pac-Mini. Mm-hmm. It's got Pac-Plus in it. Yeah. And we had it last year. Yeah, yeah. Just, across from the booth, it's right there, rounding that corner. Did you did you notice it kind of become like our green room? Yeah, people would stand there and play it, you know, while they were waiting or or whatever. It's it's a solid game. It's a solid mm-hmm. game. Yeah. So it's going to go this year's Pack Plus, and then when it comes home, I'm going to pull the Pack Plus stuff out of it and put the Mike Doyle kit on it, and then it's going to go back in a place of prominence here in the game room. But yeah. I had a signed Billy Mitchell marquee, okay, because I had a Pack Plus marquee in the full size Pac Man, just for something different, and uh, uh, I pulled it out, and I was going to put a standard Pack marquee in it, and I was like, I oh, Billy signed this. When he was at Expo a couple years ago, so yeah. that's what I ended up putting in it. That's cool. I mean, it'll be it'll be an interesting it'll be an interesting buy for somebody for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that was work. I had an Excite versus Excite bike that was in my lineup, and uh, yeah, that's one. It's time. I'm cleaning. I'm cleaning house, dude. Yeah, it's good. Nothing so wrong with that. I had two versus cabinets, and the other one staying. Actually, that was the 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 blue Donkey Kong versus cabinet that I have. It was the very first arcade game I fixed. Hmm. so that's why it has to stay yeah you know if i was gonna have a versus cab i was gonna have it so it's still here but my orange one is already out in the garage and wrapped up and ready to go cool cool uh my vanguard which i had at nashville i ended up just kind of it's it stayed wrapped up out in the building it's gonna go and again, that one was right out of my lineup, so there wasn't much to do with it. Uh, I have a Lethal Enforcers, a dedicated Lethal Enforcers. That I wouldn't mind a gun game down here, something where I could swap in. Like Lethal Enforcers is kind of it. It's okay. I'm more of an Area 51 type person. Yeah. But all those games you can swap around. They're all jamming, and all the guns are interchanged and all that. It's the same headers. I can see doing that one day, but man. Uh, it's a 25 inch dedicated cabinet with a monitor that shoots up into a, or a mirror and it was just it's that's not the one i want 
So it's going to go, I had, (laughs) it's got like a PC type power supply in it. One of the ones that's mounted on the back of the cabinet and every one of those things I've ever had, they screech. (laughs) Is it the fan? Yeah. The fan. Yeah. Just fan. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's like either that is the biggest bee I've ever seen or I'm at a small municipal airport and I'm about ready to, they're about ready to buzz the tower. Yeah, exactly. So that's the only thing where I really had to do that. It was a solid game. It just needed it. You know, it needs to be a little bit more odd, pleasing to the ear. Yeah, I got you. Uh, and then, man, that's like I said, I'm taking the pack mini, and of course, I'm taking the cartoon theater. So, yeah. man, I've I've got a ton of stuff. I mean, that, that is go. that is a lot of stuff to wheel in there. There's no doubt about it. But it's it, it'll move pretty quick, man. Yeah, it, you know, once you kind of get rolling with it and physically wheeling it in there, it's that's going to be the fun part. But uh, I'm hoping to make a few folks. I'm, to me, that's a solid lineup. I mean, oh man, outside yeah. of the uh, outside of the Lethal Enforcers, those are all air quotes classics. Yeah, yeah, they are. You they're, know, you got good, your good ones. Yeah, you got your A ish titles like Asteroids and Pac Man. You got your mid A. If you're wanting to rank games, other people may disagree. You got you know all your Space Invaders. Your your kind of go to classic type games. Yeah, and then Vanguard and Excite Bike. They all kind of have their place. Yeah, they do. So they they do. And that I, that so that's that's kind of been it. Now I mentioned to you before the show, and I'll throw this out here too. Talking about cleaning house, man. The rest of my month has been dedicated to just that. I have been going through all these kind of micro collections that I've acquired over the years, and it's just like, what am I going to do with this stuff? It was I, I was into it for whatever reason, and it's just it's just time to go. And I've got it here in the show notes. I had a slot car collection. And this was, I had a piece of paper in the box where I had printed long ago, like a list of cars made by Aurora. And the date on the printout was 20 years ago. Oh, wow. I had them at my old house on a shelf, on like a a bookcase, all displayed or as many of them as I could. Yeah, that's... And, And... since I've moved, I've been here almost 10 years. That's, and that's, that's significant. Yeah. They never come out of the box. They're a pretty desirable thing. And I mean, so that I'm, I'm not going to set a track up. If I was going to set a track up, I'd put four pinball machines there or four arcades or whatever. So that went, I had a bunch of die cast cars, a bunch of hot wheels. I had a bunch of Pontiacs. So I'm a Pontiac guy, go team Fiero, um, <laughs> go team Trans Am, go team Firebird from from the late 90s mid 90s and i sold those and actually a gentleman came and he deals a lot in hot wheels and i got thinking about it and i had another big box of hot wheels from when i was a young when i was younger so we sat down and kind of went through all those and had a had a long heartfelt conversation and i let those go too because they're not going to go anywhere you know um sort of related to the show i've got a bunch of extra console stuff or game console stuff Got an, I got, got I found an Intellivision. I knew I had an Intellivision. Yeah. So I was messing around just um, last night, actually. And I was checking a couple of places. I'm like, what is that? And I see this little, like the corner of a bag. <laughs> and I reached out. There's a whole other Intellivision and a bunch of other carts. So I've got a couple of Intellivisions. I've got a TI 994A with a ton of games. I got some Radio Shack stuff. I got a TRS-80. I've got... Um, I can't remember what it was like a variant of, but you may have remembered these from back in the day, Whitney. It was like for traveling, 
with your computer. It was a Radio Shack computer, and it was probably a little bigger than a modern, like, 17-inch display laptop in terms of XY, but it was maybe twice as thick, and it had a little monochrome screen that was probably 10 rows by... 20 or 24 columns or something okay and a keyboard and you could run it on batteries yeah now would the keyboard pop out no of the, no it was all flat it was all flat yeah then i've not seen one of those it's not what i'm thinking about but yeah. uh, i'd love to see it though. well yeah i have to show it to you and I, I can't remember if it's based on the trs 80 or if it was based on the is the, the coco the color computer that's a different computer than the trs 80 isn't it uh, i'm not sure i have no idea i don't know regardless i've yeah. got one of those two so <laughs> it? it's got a tape it's got the like a like a hard carry case from Radio Shock that's or Tandy that's with neat. a cassette deck in it. That's, I, I mean, to the right person, that's going to have some value to it. There's, I, yeah, there's, there's Radio Shack people out yeah, there. I know, definitely. So I, I'm going through all this stuff, man, and I, I'm just, it, I'm just cleaning house. It's just time. That, that's. I yep. have a feeling that after Expo, I'm going to let loose the gates because I've got some more stuff that's in my sights. Yeah. And I, actually, I'm going to reach out to a few people and take some of that console stuff into Expo because there's a lot of people coming into town. Yeah. And that's my I'm intending on even if I don't talk to anybody about it, I'm going to have it in a box and have it close by and just, you know, I'm going to make somebody a deal. We're wheeling and dealing. <laughs> it's come to that. huh? That's nothing wrong, dude. I, I'm, I'm going to have to go through the same thing this next year myself. So. Oh, I imagine you're yes. probably in the same boat. I am. I am. Yes, I am. So I've got something else here in the show notes I want to touch on. I've had an experience with. I'm and kind of interested to hear this. Are man. you? Yes, are you? I okay. am. Well, while I take a sip of my water here and calm down, tell everybody <laughs> what the title is. Uh, the title is General Musings as to Stern's Quality Control. <laughs> okay? that's I skipped the title, and I got straight to the meat. Okay? <laughs> no, Brent, uh, looks like you have been working on uh, some more Stern machines at Rec Bar, and yep. we know that they recently got a Guardians of the Galaxy, which I, which is a theme right after my own heart. So, yes, parlay the wisdom. So, first of all, yes, you're right. Rec Bar got a Guardians. Yeah. All right. And, you know, shout out to Project Pinball, Daniel Spolar over there. They, uh, um, um, they were kind of instrumental in the acquisition of the Guardians. So, you know, give a shout out for da- to Daniel. So, yeah. All right. Well, let me even start off with anything I have to say is no reflection on uh, uh, anyone other than it's just right from Brent Griffith's mouth. Yeah, I understand. Okay? This, is, this is what you experienced. This is what I experienced. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know. It's no secret. We're you know we know the folks over at Rec Bar. We know Ansett, Zanzibar. We're kind of in the crowd here in in town, and uh, they the the Rec Bar guys they had asked me to check out the Guardians. They had a dollar bill acceptor that was in another machine that I'd helped them with, and they're like, "Man, I know you know how to do this. You've done it. Do you mind just doing pop, us a solid it in, yeah. and, and flipping it flipping it over?" I was like, "Sure, that's not a yeah. problem. Just yeah. hang, you know, we'll take care of it." So. Here's what I kind of ran into. Just the game. I played the game. So I enjoyed the game. I, I do. Let me start with this. I enjoyed the game. It's got some fun shots. Yeah. The light show draws you in. Um, we can start talking about code at this point because I can't believe that it's not even a dot a one dot release. Uh, it shipped with like eight dot dot eight five on it. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, with the last title. They started, or maybe even with Batman, they started with the 
dot releases, I, not I even the full like, 1.0. It's, it's like just call it just do 1.0 and just even even if just, it's yeah. Even if it's not just call it 1.0 and then do increments and then that way give that way make 2.0 something special. Mm-hmm. But this whole stuff about shipping a 0. Dot something it, that it, it's it is just I think utter it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Right. If you're going to call, if you're going to release the game, in my opinion, if that's the code when it rolls out the door that that's day. That's 1.0. If for anything, it's a little better perception. Yes, because you're charging people money for this product. It should be 1.0. Even if it's not, it should be 1.0. And then you build from there. That's two IT guys talking to you yes. right there. Well, to, yeah. yeah. In the Car- IT career world. IT guys. Yeah. In the IT Nothing. world. Ugh. At 1.0 is like ready for the door. Yes. It was yeah. signed it was signed off on by a group of more than one person. Yeah. You know? A group of more than one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just park that right there. So I, I'm helping swap this dollar bill acceptor over and the coin door wiring, I just I can't believe it. There's there is a cutout in the play field of a stern game for a dollar bill acceptor. So if you've ever lifted the play field on the stern, right there on the leading edge, right in front of the ball trough, mm-hmm. there's a it's like a, a cutout. Mm-hmm. Well, that is so a dollar bill acceptor can swing in and not touch the play field. There's room, okay? It's a known thing. Yeah. The door comes with a blank yeah. that you pop out and stick a dollar bill acceptor yeah. in there. The panel, the, the blank panel. The blank panel, the right. Yeah. Well, the wiring harness that then Stern puts on these doors isn't long enough, at least it, it, for Ghostbusters, it wasn't as a big of a deal. That's the game I took it out of. Mm-hmm. But for Guardians, the the two-sided tape that, the two-sided little mount dealies that have the zip ties through them that hold the the harness to the door go right through where the dollar bill acceptor goes. And it's like, well, now wait a minute. This is, 2018 isn't the first year of the dollar bill acceptor where this is a a new concept. Yeah. How how could this get screwed up? Yeah. This is a common thing. Especially coming from the same company. Right. It's it's a factory mod. Why doesn't, why isn't this accounted for? Well, you've got to cut all that wiring and then the only way to get the dollar bill acceptor in there is, is you have to loop it. You have to loop the wiring around it and underneath it. So now to get the stacker off, you've got to do this contorted thing and move the wiring, which is never a good thing where the wiring has to cross underneath it it has to be just absolutely within a micromillimeter perfect and then then you kind of really got to judge it and zip tie it and fix it just right otherwise i mean there's no root margin for error on any of this there's not or it's just going to start munging itself up when you close the coin door and then above all and i've actually had this mentioned to me by somebody else when i was just generally musing about the dollar bill acceptor and the mounting and all that you, you can't close the coin door without it ramming itself into the cash box the bottom of the cabinet or the lip if you will where below the coin door that space between that lip that opening for the coin door and the bottom of the cab isn't deep enough to set a cash box in there you have to kind of angle it in there so that it closes and, and i just now i i've i've seen you know metallica i've seen ghostbusters it, this is the new cabinet that's at least the new head mm-hmm. that's got the lcd in it 
I haven't put a tape measure on uh, on the to see if they change the cabinet. Yeah. But I know the Metallicas I've been into aren't like that. My Ghostbusters isn't like no, that. My, none of my none of my Sterns none of, are. None of your I, Sterns like that. No, and I and and I've got a lot of Sterns. You and, do. That's and, right. And, and and don't and if anybody from Sterns listening, don't take my don't take my general dismissiveness as being dissatisfied with your product. I, I just you just want. I want. I just want them to do better. That's I, I, and I, I just that's, want them to do better. I think you, that you hit the nail on the head with yeah. me. They've got such great titles. Yeah, I mean, the, I the am games a loyal are, customer. Oh yeah, a loyal the, customer. The games are fun to play. I love them. the The only thing I don't like about Guardians is even at eight point five, and I think they just updated. Uh, Stern just released a, a code release like a, okay. within the last couple of days. The only thing I don't like, and I can understand this. Is they didn't get the voice actors, but I mean I can yeah. I can understand it. I mean, every license isn't the same. You've got to do it within a reason from a financial perspective. Yeah, they got the video assets. I love the ball save. Do you remember from the first Guardians where? Oh gosh, I've seen the movie a hundred times. I can't think of the name of the planet. Uh, um, Prime uh, Nova Prime. When Rocket and Groot first go after. Star Lord on Nova Prime, and he's got the orb, and then they have the battle there on Nova Prime, and then they get arrested. Well, uh, Gamora's there, and then all you know, Groot and Rocket are going after Star Lord at the same time. Gamora's trying to get the orb, so it's like this three way melee where they all meet. And there's a scene where Gamora's on the ground, like she's got her knife behind her back, and she's and then she looks and she sees the orb roll by. That's the ball save anime. It's so cool. She jumps up and runs and snags the orb. Oh, okay, that's cool. the ball save well, animation. Good. I'm glad to hear that because I want to add. It's really cool. I want to add a Guardians to my to my home at some point. Yeah, but you just you do want it to be right. Gr- Groot looked the Groot head. Yeah, looks sweet. Yeah. I mean, it, the 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 sculpt is awesome. Yeah. When you hit him and his mouth opens and you lock for the multi ball, it's a real, it's a smooth mechanism. I yeah. mean, it is. Yeah. It is nice. Yeah, good. I'm glad but, to hear that. But then I'll also say that within a maybe 48 hours of having the game on on the floor, the auto launcher fell off. Fell off. Fell off. 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 There's one screw. Go there. Go now that I think about it, we, as we talked about it, their Ghostbusters did the same thing. Yeah. Did They're, your Did your Ghostbusters do that? Uh, My, mine did not. After I'd it heard hasn't yet. After I'd heard that there's had. Yeah. I remember now that we're talking about it. When I did all put all the stuff on mine, getting ready for uh, my party this year. Yeah. I uh, uh, I think I talked about this on the show you, where you did, you where did. my on occasion on an auto launch the ball would get air off the end of the ramp and then hit stay puffed and then dribble back down the orbit yeah. instead of going up and around what we're supposed to by the end lanes. Um, when I had the auto launcher apart, putting some extra springs on there to slow it down, I I, I uh, blue Loctited the the screw in it. Yeah, there's, I need, I there's need one to do screw. That. Yeah, I need to do that to mine. When you pop it open, look on. If you've got a new stern, look at this. Mm-hmm. You pop up the play field. You look right at the auto launcher on the right side of the auto launcher. There's one screw with a real wide head on it, and what yeah. that's doing is that's trapping the fork or the fingers or whatever you want to call it of the auto launcher that punches the ball. You take that one screw off, and the whole assembly slides off. Yeah, one screw. Hmm. So I just I put a little Loctite on it. Hmm. Okay, just to be safe. Yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say their Ghostbusters did the exact same thing, and I know this too from talk. The Metallica they had, 
the uh, and I've heard that this is a common thing talking to other Metallica owners. The uh, uh, it wasn't very long before the the flippers return springs broke. The little, the ends of the springs, you know, that are curled up to actually hook into the mechanism, mm-hmm. they just snapped off. Mm. And I mean, and everybody's known forever and a day that the the out of the box balls that they send is just terrible. Oh, they're, they, they're they are they're they're hideous. They're they look like boulders. So I, I'm with you, man. I just I, I I like their stuff. I love the. I, I had a ball playing the game. I was yeah. up there over the weekend. Um, I don't know how many games I got in on it. A few of the other local pinball guys were around, and we were yeah. just chatting, playing games on it. And it's a fun game to. Play. I wish I could. I couldn't hear it real well because we yeah. were in a yeah. in a in a venue, but uh, you it, know it sounds good. Oh yeah. yeah, I could I could you know the music was good. Yeah. I know they're adding songs to it. They've gotten some more rights for the songs. I like the play field. Yeah, I like the layout. Um, it's a fun game to play. It brings you back. Yeah. The animations even at this level are pretty good. I did get into. I started the mode with the, uh, and I don't know the character's name, but he owns the little shop where uh, he went in to sell the orb. Yeah, the little sniveling guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. The, I know the guy. You're have talking you about. heard the thing that's been running around on uh, uh, some of the podcasts, and I guess on Pinside, an earlier version of the code. If you started his mode, I don't know if you remember that the movie, but um, after. F- Flynn, or Flynn crud. That's I'm. Uh, yeah, I wrong, wrong franchise. Yeah, I'm conflating a lot of things here. I'm going Finn from Star Wars. I'm going Flynn from, uh, <laughs> from Tron. Tron. After Peter, Peter Quill, Star Lord leaves. Then who's the guy? The the I'm terrible with things. Yondu. Yondu. Yondu comes in with his crew. Right. And then when the little sniveling dude is talking, Yondu does a yeah. He does the whistle just to kind of well, no, not even the arrow. He's mocking him. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He okay. just starts going like okay. Like and then every time the guy, the little sniveling dude, says something, Yondu goes and kind of sets him on his heels. Yeah. To kind of dominate the conversation. Well, there is a terrible version of that that was done as a call out for the game yeah and it I is, bet that sounded bad oh it was terrible yeah did they remove that no no it's it? still it's Ugh. from what i understand in earlier versions of code it was very prominent uh-huh and uh, i only heard it a couple times yeah. but it's still in there. probably they, they 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 toned it down all right but gotcha well like i say i own uh, se- i own several sterns i just want to see them do better i want to get a guardians and I'll park it at that, but I, I am. I'm going to wait it out. You know, I'm just not going I mean, to we, hop. We've talked about Ghostbusters. Yeah. I still love it. I do too. I but love I, my Ghostbusters. I don't know how many hours I put into the playfield before I felt that it was stable. Yeah, before you call it, call it, call it good. Yeah, yeah. I just, it just, it's like, guys, come on. Mm-hmm. You got right there to the finish line. Don't jump off the horse. <laughs> <laughs> come on, fall off the horse. We're, we're on your side, yeah. Ghoster. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. But anyway, I, I'm sure. Anyway, I'm sure it'll come along. So yeah, I, that's what I've been up to, and that's just kind of the some of the things I've run into in the uh, in the arcade community here in town. Yeah, if you want to play Guardians, you're, there's another one here in town. I can't recall the name of the place, but def, definitely, Rec Bar has one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you what they're doing. They have another section of that building. They are going to put in, they've already got a dedicated pinball room 
The room is ringed in pins. I can't remember how many titles are in there. But this new room is going to push, this new room is going to push 60 games. Whoa. So they have already, they have poured concrete. Okay. It was part of the building. Yeah. But they had a a contract company, a concrete company come in and pour, re-pour the floor so that it's level Uh and solid. Yeah. Okay. Because the floor they're on now is the floor for the restaurant. It kind of, you know. Yeah. It... Pardon me. It's a uh, it's a nice floor, but they wanted a solid level floor for good for for good playing machines. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So they're making a new dedicated space. Wow. just for pins. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm sure they're gonna they're just gonna turn it up, man. I mean, anytime that the, you see them making an investment like that, then that tells me that business number one, business is good. Number two, it's been positively received and number three they've got a vision for what they're they got a vision for what they're doing with the place and i you know mad props for that man it looks like it's going to be really nice I mean, it, that place is just good it's going to blow up isn't it i i, I hope so i mean yeah. they they get a they've done a, a tournament they had a good tournament turnout uh matt and jeremy and i can't recall if joe flights joe, joe flights <laughs> matt and jeremy flights and yeah. joe stiff the yeah. arcade expo guys uh i don't recall if joe made it but anyway, they're they they're starting off with this triple crown of pinball. They're doing three tournaments leading up to the day before Expo. Oh, I see. Gotcha. So they did one at Rec Bar. I think the other was at Zanzibar. Yeah. And then the third will be at a venue really close to where Expo is going to be on the night before Expo starts. Where else would there be games? I, I, they're, they're, if memory serves... Are they going to bring games somewhere? They're gonna oh, t- since they're, gonna they're already going to have games there for Expo, oh, kind of on the load in, yeah. if memory serves, whatever the... Because it was a pizza place at one time. It was. It seems like it's different every oh, year. Yeah, that crappy restaurant at the end. <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. I, I think that that's where they're going to hold it. And they're going to yeah. bring games in. So, what, so what we're talking about is yeah. the the hotel. The hotel, yes, the, thank the, you. the hotel where the Little Arcade Expo is held at. There is a restaurant at the very end of that hotel that has been notorious for number one. No, not good service. Number two, not really good food, and number three, uh, just being generally and completely overwhelmed at at any time during the expo. Yeah, it's like they have no purview that that an event is going on. They don't staff properly. They don't nothing. And um, and it, it, it's I, I, every time I've walked in there, it seems like it's a different restaurant. Oh yeah, it's different. It changes. I, I literally, it's like the it's like the wheel of restaurants, and I'm sure it changes like every six to nine months. Dude, it's probably flipped twice since we've been there last. Yes. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what it is this year. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it hopefully it's improved. It won't matter. You know? Yeah, it won't matter. But yeah. none, nonetheless, yeah, they, Jeremy and uh, Matt and Joe and the crew, they're doing uh, the triple, because Kentucky and the Derby and yeah. the Triple Crown. Yeah, fair enough. They're calling it the Triple Crown of Pinball. And one of the stops was Rec Bar. One was Zanzibar. Yeah. And then the third will be... You know that local venue right there before Little Arcade Expo. Yeah, cool. Well, that's good. Well, man, one thing I want to touch on. Um, you had mentioned that Little Arcade Expo is a good place for people to buy and sell games, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I tell you, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna keep an eye out because I'm hunting uh, a Robotron for Alex. And if oh, I, you are. Yes, I am. Yeah, so I've I've got my I've got my eye out for a good quality Robotron. So if anybody out there is listening is bringing one, uh, look me up. Oh, there's one in the garage. Yeah, I'd like to talk to you. Oh, is there one in the garage? Yeah, there is. <laughs> oh, we need to talk to you. Yeah, we need to help Alex uh, that is, out. That's a game, man. I have wanted. 
it, the game is really solid, yeah. but the front panel, the kick panel, yeah. somewhere along its life has gotten wet, and the sides are perfect, but the kick panel's really a little puffy. Puffy, yeah. And I and I cannot recall the gentleman; he no longer does it. One of the first guys that was CNC reproducing arcade cabinets at this point. Long gone. Ten, ten years ago? Because yeah. I think I may have bought this when I was at my... No, no. I got the game when I was here. So it's within the last decade. Yeah. He... Uh, um, I had him recut the front panel for me. Oh, yeah. And nice. I've got that actually back in, in yeah. storage right now. Yeah, but yeah. Well, then we ought to talk off air is what we ought to That do. was a weird game, man. It, the, you, you've heard me heard us talk about what you do when you're moving a game. And I've said, always open it and look in it because you never know what you're going to find. Yeah. And that was the game where I remember the lady that owned it when she was selling it, it belonged to her ex-husband, and she didn't know much about it. I didn't want to know what was going on, and yeah. I just wanted you to just, disappear with you it. You just take the game and go. You're selling it. Yeah. You own it. It's in your house. You obviously have the keys to this home. It's your home. Yeah. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. If you're worth exchanging game and money, and I'm leaving. Yes. And what happens after that is up to you. Yeah. But uh, I opened the back of the game, and it had uh, a couple rolls of electrical tape, a roll of duct tape, and and not a complete, just the body of a small fire extinguisher. How about that? Didn't you know? Didn't have the the nozzle on it. It's like someone had unscrewed it, and for some reason they decided they needed to keep the tank. <laughs> yeah, and they and they needed to keep it in their robotron. In, in their robotron. I handed yeah. that out. To, I started just handing her stuff, and the look on her face it was just <laughs> priceless. I bet it was. Anyway, yeah, anyway. I bet it was robotron. Well, okay. I, I am on I am on the hunt for a robotron. So so there, there is that. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what what transpires there, but man, Brent, I look at my updates and I feel I see uh, good. I see neat pictures in your updates. I, I like this. I do have neat pictures? I will say that, and I have been busy, but uh, it's it's all it's all an issue of time. It's all an issue of time <laughs> for me, is what it turns into. So let me uh, let me rewind uh, the clock here a little bit. So when we were at the Grand Ole Game Room Expo in in. Uh, in November, down in Nashville, I took Sky Skipper, or I'm sorry, we took Sky Skipper down there, and uh, and it uh, it broke on me, you know, during the about what three two thirds of the way through mm-hmm. the weekend, I developed some sprite issues, and the game still boots and plays, it's no problem, it, but it does have a fair number of sprites that that fade in and fade out and everything like that, so. Uh, and, and that's fine, you know. Just game, games are what games are. So uh, bring it home, and that led us smack dab into Thanksgiving, which then, by the time we host numerous times, rolls into Christmas, and then uh, get through New Year. And and quite honestly, Brent, I just have I just hadn't really logged any time on it mm-hmm. until. I don't know, maybe second week of January, something like that. I could see that. Yeah, yep. and uh, it literally—I mean, I had it in my work room. You, you got to get through the right holidays, there. and you got to have a breather. Yeah, yep. and and I, there was no way I was going to start tearing into it with needing to decorate the house and just all the other stuff that um, that my family needs me to do. Well, I'm glad you finally shaved your beard. Yes, for I the, did. For those that don't know, Whitney belongs to the Amalgamated Order of Real Bearded Santas. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's uh, that's a beardful right there, man. So yes, yeah, true enough. It, yeah, but the beard has uh, the beard has, is gone at least for a while. Dude, we should do the show this year at Little Arcade Expo in Santa Hats. In Santa Hats? Okay, anyway. I, I got no problem with that, man. All right. I'm all good. I'm so train wrecking this. It, it's all good, man. Um, 
But what I've done, Brent, is I have, uh, it, it, like I say, around that second week of January, I real I tore into Skyskipper with, uh, you know, with as much schedule as I could devote to it, and so I've been doing uh, a good amount of troubleshooting on the board stack, trying to trying to narrow down what's going on with the sprites on it. Um, but with no schematics, that is that's easier said than done, uh, quite honestly. Because so I've, I've is really it got, not close enough to Popeye where you can kind of? It's it, well. You you know the thing about it is is um i don't have i don't have i was looking and i i tore up my documentation bins and i thought i had schematics for popeye but i, I didn't and so do you have schematics for popeye i may okay ask make sure we when we before, shut down before here, i leave yeah, I, yeah. If, if you do i need to borrow okay them. no that's not a problem but um but nonetheless, I have, I have reasonable checkout fees yeah cool i appreciate okay. that yeah. i don't pay them but i appreciate okay, that's that. fine okay um <laughs> Princess, you don't get schematics, so you know it's easy. But uh, I do need to—I do need to get a printed copy of the Popeye schematics. I, I feel like that will help. But the board stacks are—the board stacks are different enough. Okay, okay. They're, they're different enough. They're—they're they're very close cousins, but they're different enough. But uh, I could—I could at least use that. But what this has done is—is. Is, much like the pole position, much like your work with the pole position, I have logged hours on the original board set, kind of walking my way, mm-hmm. and kind of walking my way through the board set and looking at this, looking at that, and I and I I got to thinking to myself, it's like you know something, there are uh, there are like three other work streams that are being held up because I don't have the conversion boards. 100% completed yet. Okay. So what I've done is I just set the original boards off to the side and I, I took my time and I started working on the conversion boards. And so my goal is to have Skyskipper running on running via one of the finished conversion boards for the Louisville Arcade Expo. Okay. And I'm like really close now. So oh, because I, I was going to ask. Enough, I'm close enough that I'm getting pretty excited. Okay. Because okay? I, I was going to ask why you did that because then that yeah. I felt you were getting into the trap that I was trying to avoid and I think I successfully avoided this year which is not doing not, uh, 40 uh, things yeah, at once. Yeah, well, I had to stop myself because I, because Cause th- this is an avenue to get you to where you need to be and you're still on hardware. That's exactly right. Okay, and I, right. and I walk out of Louisville Arcade Expo with a huge project checked off my list. I got and, you. and then I can work then I can troubleshoot on the on the TNX hardware at my at at a, with, with that without a deadline looming over my shoulders. Okay, okay? all right, okay. That make, okay, I'm with does, you. Does that make? Does yeah. it, you see where I'm, I'm going picking up with what that? you're putting down. Yeah, picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, exactly. So I have um, I've been I've been logging some hours on the conversion board and uh, and man, dude, it's just about done and ready for uh, ready for boot testing. Uh, there, and it's taken me longer than I thought it would because I'm documenting everything as I go because this is what's going to be used for uh, the folks that are that are in uh, are going to be receiving the conversion board and the art kit and everything like that. So I'm trying to do, I'm trying to, to make sure I've got it ready for, for Louisville Arcade Expo, but then use my time to net myself a little further down the road after Arcade Expo is done, because I want to have to turn my attention to getting those, to getting uh, those conversion boards and the, and the art kit worked up and everything like that. All right. So I've got a picture here in the show notes, and I, I'll I'll show it uh, I'll show it during the expo and everything like that. 
put it on the on the website. No no problem. Everybody's seeing it. But you'll see I've got one of the conversion boards. It's finished. It's kitted. It's installed. And uh, and I'll tell you, man, there's a lot of header pins. That, that oh, make, I can imagine that make that thing go. Uh, and and so I've got it installed on the board. I've I've got some ICs to transplant. I've got a I've got to run uh, got to run a couple of uh, jumper wires and I, I'm and just imagining. Else. But it's it's getting like really really close. I'm just imagining the layout magic that you have to go through to align all of those because I can see that it spans one, two, three, four, four. five, six, seven. No, I was look. I, I'm going. Uh, oh, you're talking rows. Rows. Yeah, one, yeah. two, three, four, five rows. Five rows and seven sockets. Uh, well, however you want. Actually, would that be columns? It, um, it goes almost all the way across. It goes two thirds of the way across the board. It does. I yeah. mean, in, in the matrix. I mean, if if we're counting down the board, it's rows. If we're counting uh, one, two, three, four, five rows down, yep. and one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, seven columns. Seven columns yep. over. Jeez. Yeah. Let's just put it this way: Whitney has learned a lot by doing <laughs> this. Okay, and and you know something, Brent? It's all good. I, I mean, I've I have thoroughly enjoyed doing this because I'm walking away in a in a much better spot than where i started from a knowledge standpoint mm-hmm. you know um and in the picture you see there it's it's installed i mean it's in and ever ever pin sits and seats and it's good to go so now if you were to have taken this picture from a little further back is there mm-hmm. a hammer anywhere on no it? no and and you know and you know something there's there's not even <laughs> any of those either so no I'm, I, I'm proud to, i'm proud to say so it's in and uh, you don't have the proper kentucky toolkit <laughs> no no i don't no i don't i use those those bendy bic lighters that you use to light oh a, yeah that you use to light a candle from a foot and the half ones that away. have a little that actually look like a little blowtorch yeah. Go, ah, yeah, go, go, yeah when you when you hit the button yeah that's, a, that's it um so wh- where i'm at right now is uh i'm working on kitting up uh my data io 29b uh just to finish off the job and the good thing about this brent is uh i'll, I'll ha- i should if everything goes to plan i should have a couple things ready for you when this is all over with oh, as sweet. well okay and we can get your 29b up and running in fairly Ooh. short order okay <laughs> so so i'm i'm choosing the route that i hope has the bigger payoff go okay with yeah go exactly with exactly you remember what i said about those fees for those uh that pac-man schematic you're gonna, you're gonna wave them? totally wave yeah awesome awesome and uh <laughs> and and so the other thing is uh you know it's it's good alex and i've talked about this and and he's right he's like mate sometimes it's good to have a deadline and i'm like yeah you know you're exactly right it is good to have a deadline because it keeps you you know it keeps your eye on the ball so um and and all this i am going to be presenting uh on skyskipper when the seminar sessions at at louisville arcade expo and it's it should be if everything goes according to plan dude it should be pretty sweet oh and speaking uh, of let's mention it now and we'll i'm sure we'll mention at the close of the show we're going to do our live broadcast friday night saturday night at louisville arcade expo so that let me get my calendar here so i'm not wrong that is going to be friday march 2nd sounds good and saturday march the 3rd at 7 p.m eastern yeah and we'll we'll tweet out the streaming info and and put it on the facebook page and all that you'll you'll see it straight up yeah so this show should be right out just before expo it's going to be a run trip fall marathon yeah but it, but it will be out it'll be out right before yeah, expo right before and expo then, you know we'll have it all up on the facebook page and all that and uh have the url out there I, whitney and i haven't talked about it but i'm sure we'll use this what's the streaming service we did uh, mix lr mix lr yeah, yeah. we had I, it, we've had good luck with that, but I, I'm thinking next year we need to up our game. We're probably a little too short on it this year, but mm-hmm. but next year we, we'll we'll revisit that. So nonetheless, but yeah, yeah. Are, it works. Ch- check us out, man. We have we always have a ball. We hard, I'm going to admit I don't think 
we often stay on topic, but we we have great guests. It is fun. We're close to topic. Yeah, you know, weave in and out, kind, but, kind of like a U-Haul truck sliding sideways down the road, <laughs> down but, a snowy road, down a snowy road. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's it. Um, and man, you know, I've been traveling a bit for work this path this past month, Brent. So I have used some of my downtime during traveling, and uh, I am happy to report that I've got our new website up and running. Oh, but um, I've the the other so so it's up and completely um completely quote unquote built so to speak and right now i'm working on uh the data migration of oh okay. migrating so i just went to it i was so excited no 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 okay. no 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 dude i wouldn't i wouldn't tell you this way i I'd, I'd, okay. I'd, I'd, I'd let you know i'd let you in on this way before it went live okay. you know yeah i mean i'm not gonna, i was like oh so I, I, no no i'm not gonna do you that way man but um so I, i've got to work on getting all the data migrated and you know i've got like all the mp3 files moved over already i've got all you know all the plugins and stuff sorted you know all, all the back end stuff that makes the WordPress site do what it does and um and so I'm working through the data migration uh the data migration process because it, not that not that anybody listening would would really dig into this but uh, you know I can't We're just such IT geeks. I can't just like lift and shift the site because there's um we've been on the old site for so long that the version of WordPress that it runs has aged out so bad mm-hmm. that I can't it, it's like islanded it, it's like become an island unto itself so I have to like extract all the data out and then push it into the new site and you it, it's not you just can't upgrade and roll not 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 at the point to where I'm at. So, uh, and then I'm, I'm also have some work to do on the retheming. But uh, I'll tell you, dude, I've got a fairly good idea of how how the site's going to work out. You know, nice and nice and understated and very clean and everything like that. It should. I, I'm actually excited for it. So so I have. I've been logging some hours on that. We'll have a cart system on it, and so people can buy stickers, t-shirts, uh, bumper stickers, support the show, send us random uh, gifts of money, and you know, sw- get some swag and. And Brent, eventually, whole position uh, uh, rescue kits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll even <laughs> we'll even feature uh, you we, know match. We'll even feature boxes of matches with the BT logo on it, and then on the other side, Brent's ultimate pole position <laughs> fixer kit. You know, we're so gonna have to get the lawyer, the broken token lawyers involved in this. Oh, oh my gosh, man! <laughs> yes, and by lawyers, we yeah, exactly. You know, I saw this. At, no, we feign indifference. A, I, I, and, and I was knowledge. about to tell a story that's way off target. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. Fair, fair enough. I, yeah, yeah, you don't want me to go there. Yeah, we'll just keep the train running. And uh, so, yeah, so I think this year is is going to be pretty neat for for a couple of different reasons on the show and and just getting some stuff caught up. And and I've um I've got my mind in it. My mind's right on it, and I I want to get it done. So log some time on that, and then Brent. Uh, the next thing that nobody can see except for you is something this, that this that looks I pretty th- cool that I think is pretty sweet. So I've been uh, I found that I found this via um, a couple of a couple of guys me- found this via a couple of listeners of the show. They messaged me on Facebook, uh, Jonathan and Mike, and uh, friends of the show, both of them, and they said, "Hey." Go take a look at this cloth thread. We think this might be something. And they both like messaged me within probably half an hour of each other and said, take a look at this cloth thread. And Brent, this is and this is easily obtained. I mean, the guy that that has made these up, he's he's selling them and everything like that. So, so okay, if you're so that, interested, that was in this, the first shot. This wasn't the first question. This wasn't like a one shot. No, 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 no. He's doing them in batches. Do you have and another one like in a that. box somewhere, please? Yeah, okay. yeah. He's he's doing them in batches. And uh, and Brent, if he doesn't, I order. 
too. Okay, I was thinking about Shh, you. Don't tell anybody. I was, I was thinking about you. All right. Now, I, I, why I, is this not in I the spend my money two. section? Because this is going to. Well, well, you know something. Because well, number one, I bought two. Okay, just just because. And I, I have this fear. I'm going to eBay right now. I have this fear. You let me tell everybody what this is. Well, don't, okay, I'm fair going enough. To, I'm going to eBay right now. What this is is a is a DIY replacement kit for the Fluke 9010 9000 series testers the Z, of the Z80 pod okay so you've got and for what that for folks that don't know this Fluke 9000 series tester 9010A is kind of like the one everybody loves, right? Oh yeah, it's the, it's the one that uh, that that you see most of the uh, of the YouTube repair channels, uh, like Adam at One Circuit. He uses this quite a bit to exercise the boards and to find RAM errors and and in other things that uh, that may not be immediately apparent. So uh, in short, it can exercise. A board as if it were the as processor. If the board were running, so bo- you, booting and playing the game. Yes. You have to have the interface board that corresponds to the processor it's uh-huh. standing in for. That's exactly right. And then yeah. you could use the this tool, this fluke, uh-huh. to test RAM. I guess insert instructions, br- set brakes, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Reboot the board, run it, run it through whatever. Uh, it becomes the processor, and then it has an extension of itself, so it could reach out into the board and test RAM and addressing and all that stuff. That's exactly right. And for for all, it it can exercise all the things the processor can can talk to. And there's other things on the board that the processor is not wired into. But But you have to have not just the the fluke itself, but the the pod. pod. Yeah, because the the fluke is the tool. The pod is the interface. The board is what you're trying to I'm so on eBay right now. Yeah. And so... um, so, like I say, these pods, okay, if you were to buy a pod off of eBay. A Fluke-branded pod. A, a Fluke-branded pod. From they, back in the day. From back in the day. They're generally, on today's market, running anywhere from 800 to $1,200, okay? That's 800 to $1,200. U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars. Just for that pod. Just for a Z80 pod, which will which will exercise a lot, a lot of your classic arcade boards. And there's a few other pods that you'll want to get as well, or, or if, you, if, you can, if you can find or swing or what have you. Now, the thing about this, though, is that this club member, and don't worry, everybody, I'll have a link to the thread in the show notes and pictures and everything like that, but this... Uh, this uh, gentleman on Clove has created a DIY kit for a hundred dollars. Okay, now you have to add a few things to it, and he does supply a bill of materials, so you get you get your BOM as a PDF. But this this is truly do it yourself. So you've got to solder this thing, you've got to kit it all up, you've got to cable it up, you've got to do everything. You probably need to get a case to keep it in because it is a bare PCB. You have to order the ZIF sockets. You have to order everything that you need. Okay, so a hundred dollars for the kit, and then it's going to cost you a little bit more for the components and everything like that. But Brent, when I saw this, I about fell out of my chair. Okay, yeah, I'm surprised that didn't come up. Well, I mean. 
Yeah, I guess you didn't ever think to look for that. You probably just went to the the standard haunts trying to find the original equipment. Yeah, yeah because I posted out on yep. Facebook and say, hey, does anybody have a Z80 pod? I, I would like to get one because Brent, I've got the fluke, but I have no pods. Mm-hmm. So and, and so so the tool without the interface is uh, it's just a tool. You've got the hammer, <laughs> but no handle. But no handle and no nails. <laughs> and it's a fine hammer to look at. It's a fine hammer head. It's a fine hammer head. And you know what it does, Brent? It holds the table down is what it does. <laughs> so so I so I did. I jumped at this and I, I figured, Brent, seriously, and this was this is my line of thinking. If the guy chooses to ever discontinue them, I I got one for you and you're covered, okay? Okay. And then so don't worry about it, all right? Uh if I mess one up, then I've got a spare, and then you can still get you can still get hold of one, <laughs> I'm sure. All right. Um you may want to reach out to the guy and uh you know send send the guy a PM and, and make sure that he's uh make sure that he's still willing to do these. But I saw I've read all through the thread, I saw no indicator that he was going to shut it down. All right. So uh so there it is. So I have been uh I've been doing the a bit of the kitting together on Mauser for all of the extra parts that I'm going to need to build this thing up. Okay, and that does take some time, Brent, because you have to. I mean, I've been looking through the Z80 Pod schematics on Arc Arc X mission, and mm-hmm. so I pulled that PDF down. I've been looking through the schematics for the for the Fluke Pod, and then comparing it to his bill of material, and then cross referencing everything and figuring out what I need versus what I don't. And uh, so that was a bit of a rabbit hole that has actually consumed uh, several hours that I didn't plan on spending, but I got so curious about it because. Brent, the reason that I feel like I, I, I'm I'm investing the time in this and it's not wasted is because I may need this to work on my on my Skyskipper mm-hmm. on the TNX board itself. So why okay? did you go back and look at the original pods? schematics I mean, just for, just just for parts listings and everything like that just just to see just to see what they have and what's in it and uh what what i'm what i'm out so to speak because there there are some parts that the uh that the supplier of this kit says that you need to either acquire on your own or pull from another pod okay okay oh yeah. is it just some some fluke specific parts yeah oh yeah, okay yeah, okay yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. i was because what i was sure thinking enough. build them okay so Th- that's that's how I here's your list it. of i see you know your list because i see some i i can't see the part numbers i do see the one z80 yeah so it obviously needs a z80 so it can run a z80 yeah but uh so there's some there's some other fluke specific parts on here that, that's how i understand it okay. yeah so so like i say i i've been that doesn't surprise i've me. been running through it but but it, everything's obtainable as i understand everything's obtainable either as original or working substitutes okay okay so so that's how i understand it and there there have already been a couple of folks um who have reported back on the thread that have built theirs and the the original poster shows it working you can see in the pictures he shows a you know a power a self test working fine and and uh and it looks it looks it looks pretty solid and i'm going to figure out um like a plastic mounting case for this or something like that and and work up the the cables in the cables out and all that kind of stuff so there's just not a bare pcb just kind of flopping around oh that's, so, those are all just run yeah, with it those yeah. are fun <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you don't want to see your investment walk out the door but but <laughs> Anyway, dude. I, so there's there's a bit of a reason why it's not in the, in the spend your money segment because I, I've instead of just I guess kind of something I've found. I mean, this is really you spent your own money. Yeah, I did. I spent my own money, <laughs> and um, and it's something that that I've I've logged some time against, and and I'm I'm actually very excited to see through. So. 
Uh, so, dude, I so yeah, this past month, what have I been doing? I've been running a soldering iron like crazy. <laughs> is what I've been doing. So that's uh, that's my that I'm working. Uh, I've been running my soldering iron and uh, work, coding in PHP. So with with that, that has been my month. So there but, we go. Well, so you've had a pretty busy busy month. I've just broke mine up over you know a, a ton of games. Yeah. And um, we, we kind of pretty much got to the same end. I, like I mentioned, it sounded like you were kind of multi-threading. And that was part of my success for the year, which is obviously what you're doing, too. Don't have 50 things running at once. And then you're time slicing between yeah, all of them and not yeah, getting anywhere. Yeah, it's like I just... Yeah, and I just wanted my time to count for um, for I, I was trying to duplex my activity because all everything that I'm doing right now I'm going to have to have done even past the arcade expo. So it, it's 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 kind of a, a two two for one kind of scenario. So I, I'm I'm my my confidence is riding high right now. So we ought to be good. All right, so we talked a little bit about spending my money. How about we get into the next section of the show where we actually do that? But yeah, yeah. before we do it. At the head of that section, we got a little tech talk, and it actually relates to some things that I I learned working on the asteroids and the monitor. Sounds that, good. Uh, man. I want to talk about and uh, discuss with everybody and bring to your attention. You might have a game that's doing this and don't even realize why. Yeah, so that that could be it. But I'd say through the magic of editing, let's uh let's disappear for an hour and a half and come back in three seconds. Okay, let's do that. All right, <laughs> see ya. Whitney, I've got a rather interesting question to ask you. I, I hope I have a qualified answer, so go. Do your vectors wiggle? <laughs> uh, it sounds uh, like a very personal question, Brent, but know, knowing you as I do, I will answer the question. Um, yeah, actually, on my Tempest, I do have vectors that wiggle. Oh, yes. do you? Yes, I do. Now, on my other vectors, they're actually pretty solid, uh, come to think of it. so But but my Tempest, yes. So do you have a cover on your high-voltage cam? On that Tempest? No, it does not. And I know that for a fact that it doesn't. See, so that is one of the things that I ran into working on the asteroids to get ready for a little of Arcade Expo. So lack of a, lack of a, of a can cover? Yes. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, that's Spe- what... Speak to me, then. That's what that can cover is there for it is an rf shield for all the fun stuff that's going on within the high voltage can okay on that vector monitor that can interfere with the uh, the guns the tube you know because basically you've got an electromagnet that's using that's the monitor is using to direct the beam around in the yoke to draw the vectors on the screen mm-hmm. you know um and if you have something introduced into that field that can affect the field, uh, it, it just won't work correctly. Yeah. And yeah. your vectors can wiggle. Interesting. They'll follow whatever RF frequency is being generated out of that can. So here's the funny thing. So if you turn on an FM radio really close. Well, and this is where it gets real, real fuzzy for me is what you what what actually has to be present in terms of a frequency or, or whatever to cause an interference. Yeah, that's I'm curious about that as well. But it, another interesting point that I, that I want to make is is that not all will do it. And I guess this just speaks to the variances in manufacturing, the variances in components. My Tempest is rock solid. I've tried it both ways. Mine doesn't currently have a shield on the can. I've run it without. And, and I also run it with the back door off of it. 
just being uber conscious. I've got, uh, I'm not in a, in a public venue. No one's going to get back there and scroll around. And I just keep the back door off of it and actually keep the can off of it. The, the lid off the can, the high voltage can just for cooling, just for cooling. Yeah. Okay. And you know, knock on wood, I'd knock on wood, but my dog would go crazy. She thinks someone is at the door that, uh, (laughs) it runs, (laughs) you know, it's, it's been rock solid. Yeah. But this, this asteroids, when I fired it up, Okay, so first of all, what what are, what are we even talking about? In a lot of your vector monitors, you've got a uh, this this can, if you will, and it kind of looks like a little square cube, so many inches by so many inches. What, what yeah. just on average, maybe five by five yeah, by let's four, just, let's or say, something like yeah, that. Yeah, let's say you five know. by five. Yeah, yeah, something around that range. And the, you know, you have the PCB. It's mounted in the bottom of this frame, and the walls of the frame form three or four sides of the can just depending on how the thing is is engineered and you'll see them in your black and white vector monitors you know in atari games like asteroids battle zone i'm pretty sure you're going to have uh uh, one because it's the same series of monitors that like midway used in a mega race and depending on where you are in the world they're probably in other games and you're going to run into it like lunar lander and you're talking about the 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 wells geo or excuse me not the wells the electrohome geo 5 800 series of monitors there's like an 801 and 805 and maybe something else there in the middle the wells v2000 monitors okay those are your black and white vector monitors i know you're going to have it on the wells 6100 color monitor and I'm pretty sure that there's a similar setup where you've got this separate high voltage generation section in a can versus your XY section. Uh, I think you've got something similar in your Geo 8 color mon- vector monitors like you have in your Sega games. Okay. So basically what happens is you're going to have an open side or two, just depending on how the can is or is oriented. And there's a cover that is this mesh kind of metal cover that goes over it and closes it up uh, those open sides. So you can pop the cover off. You can do whatever you need to work on it on the black and white monitors there's actually a hole in it that you can reach into with a proper alignment tool so that you can adjust your high voltage without taking the cover off. But the reason for that cover is it seals that unit up and it acts as a, as a, I mean, if anyone knows what a Faraday cage is, I guess it's kind of like a Faraday cage. <laughs> yeah, you know? for all practical purposes. That's it's what, a, it's that's what it becomes. Like yeah. And it, it, it contains that, that RF, that, interference that this high voltage section creating the high voltage for the monitor is going to output it shields it contains it holds it and keeps it from interfering with the tube with the display the picture with how the guns are tracked by the yoke okay so what was happening on this asteroids in your in those black and white vector monitors the wells geo 5800s and the or excuse me crud i got it backwards again the electrohome geo 5s and the wells v2000s if you look at the back of the monitor the the frame itself is is very box like very cube like mm-hmm. if you look at like a geo 7 or a, you know another color raster monitor the frame tends to have that angled cut that sort of roughly follows the profile of the tube but the neck still sticks out the back yeah well these black and white vector monitors 
even the even the 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 6100 is like that like a color raster monitor these 61 are i am crossing numbers and names like crazy if people aren't confused now they will be the black and white monitors they're the whole frame is more like a big box it's like a box yeah 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 and everything is pretty well protected in that box yeah it's like a three it's a three-sided box is what it is with no top exactly yes Everything that this high voltage can, everything that's in it, it's all mounted to the left upper portion inside the box. So if you open the back of your asteroids uh-huh. and you look straight in that sucker, if you look to the upper left inside that box, inside that monitor frame, that's where it's going to be hanging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the sixty one hundred the color vector monitor, it's it's down on the bottom right next to the XY section, the deflection board, just like kind of like you'd see a layout of a standard. What a PCB on like a Geo Seven or a color monitor? They're on the bottom. Yeah. Well, when I turn the game on from the front, the upper right hand corner where you've got your player two scores and occasionally you know something else will happen there, or if you flip it in asteroid te- float by asteroids asteroid floats by. Yeah. If you flip it into test mode and you get the grid with the crosshatch pattern, that whole corner was wiggly, mm. and that's a that's a technical term. It was wiggly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure enough, there's no cover on the high voltage section. I I hadn't run into that. And honestly, the more I thought about it, the black and white vectors I've got, they had the can cover. My 6100, I already mentioned I tried it both ways. And that particular monitor, this particular setup, it doesn't care. I don't have any issues. Okay? It sounds like you do, Whitney, with yours. Oh, yeah. Mine's, yeah mine is sensitive to it for sure. So what I ended up doing, just kind of verified, is I snagged one of the covers off of an existing monitor out of my collection, slapped it on there, wiggles are all gone. Mm, okay? something else. So if you've got that this, this thing kind of going on, check and see if you've got a can cover. And again, if you, you know, if it's a black and white monitor, it's going to be in that upper left-hand corner of the box. If you've got a Wells 6100 color vector, it's going to be attached to the the bottom plate of the frame. You'll see it. It's really obvious. It literally looks like a box, a yeah. metal box. Yeah. All right? And I guess it's one of those scenarios where it, it is there for a reason, so it's probably not a bad idea to have it. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do about getting one? Well, first of all, you can try to find one and, and if Whitney's noticed my show notes yet, it, I just have good luck mm-hmm. because they tend to be kind of hard to come by. Yeah, original ones, yeah, for sure. On the 6100 side, the color vector monitor side, my impression was is you know, when operators were trying to keep those things running, they didn't have a very good reputation. And one of the things they did, Wiggles, they don't care if it's still making money. That was one of the things they did. They pulled those covers and chucked them in an attempt to make it run cooler and hopefully last longer mm-hmm. when these things were running on location 8, 10, 12 hours a day yeah. or 24 hours a day for all we know. Yeah, for sure. What I ended up having to do is, since I didn't have a spare one, is I had to make one. So I, I happened to have a couple PCB cages that I've acquired somewhere in my in my travels that's a very similar kind of material and it's a real thin material it's not a heavy gauge yeah the mesh and it's kind yeah. of it it kind of reminds you of a screen like a screen door mesh but much heavier yeah, you know definitely. screen door mesh you could just roll right up yeah this stuff is is pretty thick yeah. in that you could hold it out and it would it's rigid okay so what i ended up doing and it's not the exact same mesh it's not the exact same pattern but 
it was uh, a mesh so that it could still you know move a little air, breathe a little bit, if you will. Yeah. I traced the one I had on one of these old PCB cage box, and that PCB cage box was to do the same thing. If you open up an Atari, theirs are like solid metal. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I know the Versus, Nintendo did them for Versus. Did any of the other Nintendo games have yeah. those big RF boxes? Yeah, actually, uh, Popeye's got it. Donkey Kong 3's got it. Okay. Um, Mario Brothers has got it. And I guess Punch Out would have it. Yeah, Punch Out Punch has Out. it as well. But like Donkey Kong and Junior, uh, Radar Scope, Sky the early Skipper, games, the they early didn't. ones they didn't, no. Well, I know, I know. Like Walter Day has some stories about when he was first setting up Twin Galaxies, and um, if anyone ever sees him in a show, they had the police department or maybe the mayor's office come in because it was coincidental that when their game room started up, they started having problems with the radio station. With uh, no, with the police or the fire department's radio. Oh, how about it? And it's it, awesome. He tracked it down to I think it was a kicks there's some game one game they tracked it down to regardless the earlier games didn't have this but when you started to get a lot of these and they were more understood they started having to put in this rf shielding yeah so that the genesis of that was like what atari uses and nintendo uses these big heavy solid metal boxes with vent holes punched in them yeah the later versions of those you'll see these in a lot of konami games it was a paper box but covered in foil mm-hmm. with vent holes punched in them yeah and then kind of that middle grant well actually probably the earliest earliest versions was boxes made out of this mesh this sort of flexible yet rigid mesh yeah I happen to have a few of those from I don't even know what games they go to. And that's what I, I use as my source material. Trace it out, cut it out, bent the little edges so that it would lap around the box like the factory one, wiggles are gone. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So the moral of the story here is is if you've got a vector game and you got wiggly vectors, take a look, see if you've got a cover on, you know, a lot of people, oddly enough, Whitney, I know we like to dig in, but a lot of people they don't. They've never the game worked. They never opened the game. Yeah. Some people don't even have keys, and I understand that. You yeah, know, you don't. I do. wanna, if if your forte is playing and not monkeying with them, working on them, you don't want to get in the back of it. Uh, I, I've had a lot of folks tell me I don't want to make it worse. You know? <laughs> but I understand that. Yeah. But if you've got wiggly vectors and you've got something that you think has a sixty one hundred in it, something that's you know, definitely a black and white vector game. And I've fumbled through the description of where to find these things. They're fairly obvious yeah. when you open up the back and look at them. See if you got a cover on it. Yeah, I, I do. I need to check. I need to check my vector games and just, I guess, kind of take inventory on that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and if you can't find one, they're not too hard to make. Even without having one, a couple basic measurements. They're very easy to remove. Uh, you do have to have. A uh, um, you can't use a straight up monitor discharge tool on a black and white vector game. You actually have to have a high voltage probe that slowly bleeds off. Bleeds it off. Yeah, you can't just jam. You can't just do the screwdriver with a with a with a ground lead deal. Yeah. Um, but they're e- the anode cap comes out of that high voltage can goes yeah. to the the suction cup on yeah. the on the monitor, if you will. You do have to have that on a black and white vector game. But they're easy. Once you get them out, you just you can trace it and then give it a little overlap, fold them over because the factory ones, they had a little overlap so it 
kind of hugged the box, if you will. Yeah. The screw holes are obvious. Just pop them with a drill, put a little self-tapping screw in it, and yep. your wiggles go away. It's, it's interesting. Good, you, good to know. De-wiggle your vector. Yeah. Did, now, did you see what I added to that, the show notes? Though? I was going to say, that's a title yeah. right there. De-wiggle yeah. your vector. <laughs> what did you I'll, add I'll to write. the show notes? Yeah. Well, I, I knew that when we started talking or when I was reading through the show notes and, and I was reading what you had posted, I, I knew that I remembered that there was a guy on Clov that reproduced these oh, well, cage okay. covers. And it, it took me a few minutes to go find them, but uh, I found the thread and then I popped um, the link into the show notes and we'll have it on the website as well. There, there's a guy who he, oh, he sells these on eBay and they're 33 bucks a, a, a pop and nine dollars to ship so you're looking at 40 bucks you're looking at 40 bucks a couple of 20s uh but that, that'll get you a repro to your door now is 40 dollars worth your time one way or the other i mean only you can answer that but at least there's an avenue to get them so so th- i'm there looking is at that i'm looking at this link in the first one if memory serves that's for 6100 okay so it looks like you can get for a 64 61 or 61 6400 which is if memory serves the 61 obviously is the 19 inch i think the 64 is a 13 inch color vector i think and then electro home geo 5 slash the v2000 v2000 because i've never tried it but i'm pretty sure don't try this at home your mileage may vary broken token classic arcade pinball podcast takes no responsibility for anything you do or any pole position you burn to the ground um i want to say that the electro home And that wells, yeah. they're so close that you can actually intermingle the parts. Oh, gotcha. You can mix the high voltage cans and they're pin compatible with one another. But so it looks like from the auction, you just choose a quantity and I guess you say, I need it for this monitor or that yeah, monitor. Yeah, and then you click you click, and you click it, buy it now, and then let your PayPal do the talking. So. You know, mine ter- versus how mine turned out, mine turned out okay, but you can tell I made it by hand. It's it's pretty. Okay. It's if not it works, as nice as works. this. Well, I mean, I, I see this as something that a cl- I didn't realize this was out there. I yeah. mean, this is this is it's it's neat, but it's probably one of those things that a collector would buy for his own machines that he was going to keep, mm-hmm. uh, or unless you just needed a quick, you know, you need a quick turnaround. Well, where are the yeah, I didn't, I or if you don't have the material, or I just happen to have the material. I happen to have go. the material and all the tools to do it, but it, all told, in time and effort, I probably have more than forty bucks than the one I made. Yeah. So yeah. and these look sweet. Yeah, they they do look good, don't they? Yeah, they, they do look good. So there there's, there's oh, one, awesome. one for the toolbox right there. So. Well, I saved myself some money in this case. Okay, <laughs> there okay. you go. All right, but that's that's all gonna go away right now. Go well, ahead. we're we're gonna run through it here, and we've got it. We've got a couple that when uh, I found this month that that I was I was pretty interested in, and this first one is a. Uh, as far as spending your money goes, this first one is a two-way Nintendo Switcher, and I know that we have talked about. We, this sounds very familiar. Yes, I know that we've talked about the uh, the Konami Switcher last month, the two-way Konami Switcher last mm-hmm. month, and, and this particular Switcher is from the same person who's making the the two-way Konami Switcher. And then I know that we've talked about uh, a versus switcher as well, and that's been that's been a topic of discussion uh, also in prior months. But you know, I I mean, 
I don't really have a need to run more than one Nintendo board at a time inside a Nintendo cabinet, but you know this this is a hundred dollars uh, free shipping to the or shipping's included in the continental United States, and we'll have a link in the show notes. But uh, he's this person. It goes by the handle Riddled TV. It's an interest list, so he he hasn't. He hasn't listed these for sale yet. He's building so, interest so these on are, them. These are for norm other than versus. These are for your your run of the mill Nintendo. Nintendo boards. So if you've got a couple horizontal game or like two verticals, say you had Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Junior. Yeah, there you go. And, and let's say Donkey Kong Three, okay, you know, or so something like you that. Could, you you could switch those. Yeah, you you could unless you, you could wanted switch. to use unless you were in a colder climate and you needed to use the Donkey Kong boards of snowshoes. Yeah, you won't find any of mine being used that way. <laughs> no, not not a, not as church of the kong what are you talking about man come on but um but anyway yeah that's <laughs> fun, that's I, I got him on his heels folks. yeah yeah well i was th- sitting there thinking church of the kong and immediately my mind goes i wonder what a logo for the church of the kong would look like <laughs> anyway so i started going down a path and it's like i'll 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 think about that on the ride home but uh, anyway so so there is that so it's an interest list and it, it looks like if you're if you're able to doesn't able bad, to man. jump in on it and get what you're after that may not be a bad uh, may not be a bad uh run for for that money if you've got the need for it but you know so much of what we spend your money on brent neither one of us have a need for it's just cool you know because it's there <laughs> well, the, this the, is one of those things this next thing you've got oh um, yeah so you, you go ahead and yeah you, you so, talk about this and then i'm going to tell you why i'm in love with it okay what i think it okay is. fair enough so this is uh this is 99 dollars of brent's money and the last nine dollars you have to pry out of his cold dead hands okay but if you can do that we'll get the 99 bucks to spend on a new offering from highscoresaves.com this is the multi-scramble with high score save kit oh man now what this allows for, and I'm, you know, Brent, I'll tell you, I'm sitting here looking at the games that are uh, that are included in this kit, and just real quick, I'll run them off. We're talking Scramble, Super Cobra, Ant Eater, Frogger, Amidar, or Amidar, however you want to say that, Armored Car, Turtles, and The End, which I've never played. I've never played The, the End. end. I've heard of turtles discussed on um, oh, what's Vic's podcast? Ten pins, yeah, ten pins. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. they've done turtles. Yeah, I think they have. I don't recall Armored Car. Amadar, I've I've enjoyed. I remember from back I, in the day. I, I think it's pretty fun. I've only ever seen one since I was a col- I've collected. Yeah, but I do like the game, Casey. Uh, I may have found my Frogger alternative. Yeah, there you go. And I do love Frogger. I do. I I, I, I do. I, I've got a soft spot in my heart for Frogger. So and I love the game. I've got a scramble, and, and I and I love. Scramble too. It came, Scramble's fun. It came in that lot from uh, last year. Yeah, and that's one of the the definite keepers that's yeah. going to end up in one of the holes that I've made. Oh, okay, cool. And um, dude, this is right up your alley. Oh, it it is so right up my alley. Yeah, absolutely. It, and and it's got a feature list a mile long, and I can't. I, you know, I'm not going to read them off because I, I don't well, want you, this to you be. You carry the, on with the. Sh- you got to put this on a scramble PCB or bootleg. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, and I don't want this. Well, to you become, carry on with the show because I'm going to read the feature. Fair, list. fair enough. I don't want this to become the PowerPoint of podcast where you know you just sit here and just read all the bullet points and roll on. But suffice it to say, you get free play with the track mode or coin op, uh, a separate games and settings menu high score tables save your top 10 scores with initials choose your game out of the game list um this is an interesting one i've never seen 
god mode yeah play play and never die play and never die isn't that awesome all dips can be changed per game via an on-screen menu um all inputs are fixed uh upright only player one inputs are used you know yada 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 no need to wire player one player two inputs together all that kind of stuff 100 percent cocktail mode is available so i think that's pretty interesting uh stealth mode choose which game the kit boots to that's awesome Okay, so you don't have to jump through hoops to get the to get the game to to get a particular game to boot and look like quote the original cabinet. Um, and uh, ROM saver says original program ROMs may be removed with the kit installed. So I think it, on, onto the you know onto the scramble board. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. So it does offer extended scoring, like it, it will increase the score the digits available for recording scores on Scramble Frogger, Scramble and Frogger. Um, let's see, there are a couple of differences uh, listed on the end and Frogger, but uh, we won't get into that because they're, uh, they're just eccentricities to to the to the games. But but uh, but yeah, ninety nine bucks, and you know you're looking at eight games with the potential for more being added. I mean, I don't have a scramble. Honestly, I've always wanted to scramble because I I, I like the game back in the yep. day. My brother and I played it a bit. We played it at the same grocery store that we played zookeeper at brent oh wow zookeeper scramble and moon patrol were the three games that did the rotation at that little grocery store and i've got high nostalgia for all three of those games okay and um anyway did you see the ordering options this is kind of cool what's that Uh, if you look at the ordering options you've got some drop down menus which board standard scramble or a bootleg Okay. okay all right Multi scramble magnetic instruction card. So I've run into this, like I've got a label maker and on games where I've got multi, multi games buried in them, like the, the berserk next to you, it's got a a mark space ZZPU in it. Okay. And it'll play, uh, uh, scramble, frenzy, frenzy. frenzy. Yeah, yeah it plays berserk and scramble. I said scramble. It plays frenzy. Yeah, you knew what I meant. Yeah. So you know, I, people don't know how to change it. Yeah. Or if, if it, that it's even there. Yeah. So this is a, now. I don't know where you would stick it because it says magnetic instruction card, uh, but it's four fifty, four forty nine, and it says yes, add it four plus four forty nine. No, keep my guests guests guessing how to change games. <laughs> That's your option. <laughs> Uh, sockets. So you, this sounds like it may not be hot swap, a direct plug and play. You Man, may actually, it's, it's okay. Some things are like, yeah, that. it's yeah. just like, please include all sockets. So two forty pin and a 16 pin. So you may have to, Oh, you're going to have to do some solder. Do some solder. Yeah, it's but okay. Still, oh, that's, not gonna, that's not going to hurt I any of us, so we're good. This dude, this... All right, so... I just spent 99 bucks dude, is we what did, I just did. We're, what, we're, what we've also done is we've realigned the games that I'm going to work on for my personal game room post Louisville Arcade Expo. I love this podcast. Oh, you know, man. There you go, man. I'm just staring at Frogger. There you go, man. It's right there. So, Brent, Casey... The race is on. The the, the race is on. All right, next one up, Brent. This is the, this is a mouthful right here. The WSIS FPGA, the Multi Williams 6809 All in One 2017 Revision. Now, here's the thing, Brent. This isn't new. Okay, but it is notable, okay. and, and I wanted to bring it up because we have we have ran through a thousand and one products on this show, and we've not really talked about J Rock's products all that much. Okay, I mean I went back and which did, is a shame. Did a, a I didn't search, realize it, and we've not really given J Rock uh, just an, an ample, let's say just fair time for the 
quality of the items that he produces for the community. And so I was looking at this and it's like, you know what? I need to correct that. So here's the thing. This is a new version, okay? Or relatively new version within the past six months. And Mm -hmm. within the arcade world, Brent, it might as well have been yesterday, okay? Because it's it's how time goes from from that regard. Uh, But as we're talking here, this is a new revision of J-Rock's multi-Williams board. Now, this revision, and I, I'm sitting here looking at this, and it's like, man, if I was going to buy this, this would be the one I would buy. Because it, it adds a VGA connector at the top edge of the board and makes wiring in a monitor a snap. Okay? Literally, plug and go. Mm-hmm. Now, this, this, thing is, this thing is $225, or this board's $225. Uh, it's got yeah, roughly $10 to have it shipped inside uh, here in the U.S., now, the games that are on this board are as such. Uh, green and white ROM Defender, as well as, quote, normal Defender. Okay, so there's three different variants of Defender. Stargate Joust, Joust with the red ROMs, Robotron, and Robotron with the tie-dye ROM set. Bubble Splat, Blaster, the Blaster Kit, which I have no idea what that is. I wonder if that was a... a- update or change or conversion kit could, and it's it slightly different yeah I, I, it yeah. could be i and have I, no idea i used to know what the the defender and all those rom differences where i don't anymore yeah i i need to go back and look it up um sinistar and then the sinistar and then sinistar with the uh amoa roms in it which uh i th- it don't oh man don't now they say i don't i know one, what AMA. One, of, one of these one of the rom sets showed blood and the other one didn't oh so, is that where it, yeah yes yeah, i would be willing to bet that they at an AMOA show when they were debuting it it, it, it was did. it did yeah and then they backed it off they, a little they bit backed it off for, for production yeah. yeah yeah so it'd show blood like when your ship would get chomped and you know Sinistar be chewing on you and eating you like an apple and everything like that <laughs> so it's all good I, and I, I do I so love Sinistar it's awesome but uh but again uh, you can get hold of this at jrock.com slash WSF. That's where the manual and the wiring diagrams are available. And you can uh, you can order either from uh, J-Rock's website or PMing him on Cloth. So I did want to give J-Rock his due because th- the dude's brilliant. There's no doubt about it. He produces absolutely fantastic uh, fantastic products for the community, and I, I just uh, wanted to make sure that we mentioned that. And because this had received a refresh, I'm like, you know, we we need to put this on the show and talk about it, and we'll, we'll have a picture of the board in the show notes. And you know, Brent, here's the thing: I, I mean, I don't have a multi Williams cabinet, and I don't really have any desire to have a multi Williams, but I but I just like this for some reason. I just I I, I do I, I like this product. You know what stopped me from doing it? What's that? It the the control crowding. The controls are so different between the games that I I would almost have to just choose the set I want to go with. Either do like a Defender. and Well, Stargate wasn't on that list, was it? Uh, as Whitney slogs on I'm looking right bottle. back here. No, yes. Stargate's... It, it is. It is oh, on is the it? list. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's there's. On the list. So I'd have to do like a Defender Stargate type setup or do maybe like a Joust Robot... I guess you could play the rest. I'm trying to think through here. You could play the rest on a similar setup, Joust Robotron, but then it kind of gets goofy because, you know, Joust is a two-way. Uh-huh. Robotron's a... So you could put a, the sticks in the Joust position, but you could put four-way or eight-way sticks in them. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the conundrum. Right, yeah. and then play Robotron, and then Bubbles... I think, yeah, Bubbles used a 49-way. No, no, Bubbles uses a four-way, 
No, does it? Yeah, because bubbles, you're it's you're in that sink deal, and I, oh, I, it was a blue ball it. top. It's a blue ball top, and it, it was a forty nine way. Is it a forty nine way yeah. optical? Yeah. Okay. And then the Cinestar uses this forty nine way with like a red ball top. Uh huh. It does. And yes. I don't can't remember blast. I didn't realize that bubbles had the same type of joystick in it than that Cinestar yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you kind of get I into thought, that man, conundrum I didn't, I didn't where I think it did. I mean, for years people have have I, I'm have made i'm trying to remember if maybe take me and did one because he does so much metal work they have made there there has been made j- several versions of made williams panel of panels yeah. to, to accommodate yeah. all the buttons and everything you need to, to to play all of it yeah yeah so and i'm sure that's the case i've just never really looked in it into it simply because I, I just don't really have the desire to own one but uh nonetheless i mean j-rock stuff is is awesome so so there there is that and brent this is uh this is before we get into the news and feedback i just wanted to throw this in here uh in the newly coined vintage tools that are way better than what's made today department okay <laughs> i just love the name <laughs> yeah i want i want this yes so so th- this is uh <laughs> and trust me man i had to search this up before i found this but this is uh this is what's called the ungar princess number 6982 ic extractor now for soldering iron for, for, well that was the title from yeah, where you yeah. found the picture yeah, yeah yeah for soldering iron isn't that hilarious that's the title off of ebay but and, and i'll have the pictures in the show notes now what this is brent is uh this is an ic extractor like you've probably never seen an ic extractor I, before i would agree with okay you. this is unique but the way that this works is this is a spring-loaded IC extractor that that has your your two little clamps, okay, your little metal clamps that, and, that reach over the edges, that of the reach IC. Over, over the edges of the IC, and then and then they grip the bottom of the IC, and this is then spring-loaded, okay. And what this does is you pop this right over top of the IC on the board. Okay, on your PCB, imagine mm-hmm. your PCB is laying flat. You put this little IC extractor. This thing's only Brent like two inches tall, and that's it. And try, and I, I tweeted out a photo of it today. And it, once you see it, it, you'll immediately know what I'm talking about as I describe it right now. But what this does is you put it over top of the IC, push down on the button that's on top, and that lowers the two little fingers. The fingers go underneath the IC, and then it's spring loaded. And then what it does, Brent, is it applies constant pull pressure against your IC. I see. This you, is this is the tool your, that I need that I never knew I needed. That's exactly right, Brent. And you flip your board over, and then zip, 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 zip. You un, it, you un, take your solder, take your desoldering gun, and zip out all your solder. Hold your hand over the IC, and then guess what happens. Your IC pops right oh, out into your so, hand. So this is this is not to pull it from a socket. No, it's this, to pull it from the through oh, hole. Oh my on the gosh, board. I need eight of these. Yes, you do, Brent. So I again, hate you. Brent, you're welcome. And I you know what? I hate you. I love this show. <laughs> oh my god. This so, this is like Now you better buy these, Brent, while they're still available. Okay? Because here's the thing. Here's I'm the thing. To- Dude, I never even knew this existed until two days See, ago. See, so I thought this, honestly, I thought this was just a, no. like the better mousetrap no, 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 that no. you would use to pull an IC out of a socket. No, Brent, you know what those are called? Screwdrivers, Screwdrivers. Brent. I was like, yes. that's what... Yeah, that's called a screwdriver, Looking Brent. at the hang card and all that, it looked like it was just like a, a tool that was in a some old electronic shop or a new electronic shop back in the day that was the next little whiz-bang widget tool, but... 
this is to help you desolder. It applies. This, this gives you your third hand that you, you that you that you always wished you hate had. Is, hate yeah. is such a strong word, and it's so appropriate in this conversation <laughs> because I'm spending your money. Dang right, it. right. Dang yeah, it. I'm going to exactly. That. Now, here's the thing. I'll include the link in the show notes. These are new old stock. Okay, they're available. They're fifteen dollars a piece. They're new old stock. Um, don't know how many the buyer. Or, I'm sorry. Don't know how many the seller has. They're also available from another seller on eBay for $9.95. They look to be a little bit newer version, uh, but nonetheless, you're, you're going to be able to get them, okay? Uh, but this literally creates the third hand while you're trying to desolder out of through hole is mm-hmm. what this does, okay? And uh, Brent, I'll tell you, I, I, I needed a IC extractor, okay, as I was working on my pop, one of my Popeye boards over the weekend. So you did you get one of these? Uh, I have one on borrow, okay, okay, okay. from from uh, from my father-in-law, okay? Is that how you found out about That's this? That's how I found out about this. And I called him up, and I said, I said, Jimmy, I need to borrow an IC extractor, because, Brent, I couldn't find mine. And I was just going after... the. Just the the ice tong, I see. Yeah, yeah. That you, that's, you know, see, that's what I was yeah. thinking. And, yeah, and, see, yeah. And, I, and I told and I told him, I'm like, I'm like, Jimmy, we we went out for to celebrate his birthday, okay, a couple of nights ago over the weekend, and he's a retired he's a retired EE from General Electric, okay, so he knows he knows his his trade, mm-hmm. all right, because he did it his entire career. And I, I called him up and I said, Jimmy, listen, when we meet up tonight to go eat, I said, can you bring me an IC extractor? Because and you just I've, wanted the tong deal. I just wanted the tongs, okay? I've never been good it, at those. It, I've always bent pins. Well, them. it's all I knew, okay, okay, at that point. So he brings and, you this thing. And you're like, and what he, is this? And he brings me this and, and I look at it. And he's like, he's like, here you go. And he hands me a little box. And I'm like, okay, Jimmy, thanks, man. And so I didn't look in it. Because it, he, it was because in a box, we, you didn't? it was it was in a little box, like a little new egg box that you get a hard drive in. He'd ordered okay. a hard drive, and so he gave he gave me this kind of wrapped up. You didn't think it, it was odd that the little the little ice tong dealie was in a box? He no, just didn't have it. Well, his... I mean, it's one of those things where he, he every time he and I transfer stuff, we always use a box. Okay, okay? just okay. because we'll transfer hard drives, we'll transfer this or that. Just put it in a box, and that way you can toss it in your car and it not get beat up or anything like that. So he hands me the box, and I don't think a second thought about it because i'm used to getting boxes from him okay mm-hmm. so we're sitting at the restaurant i take the box and i said the, the new egg box the little hard drive box and i set it off to the side i'm like jimmy thank you i appreciate that i appreciate you bringing me one because i looked at high and low i could not find mine and i i need i need one this weekend and i can't you know with it being you know president's day on monday i chances are i can't get one in the time that i need one okay so i said i said jimmy you're a lifesaver man thank you very much he's like oh no problem he said keep it for you know a few weeks however long you need he said i don't need it back anytime soon i'm like okay cool so i get home and i undo the box and there's the little Ungar princess number 6982 (laughs) ic extractor staring me in the face and i go I think Jimmy slipped me the wrong thing. And I'm like, I have no, I've never seen one of these. I have no idea how this is supposed to work. And I said, but he knows what he's doing. So obviously he finds value in this tool. It's just not what I was expecting. Okay. And so I, so I, I kind of, 
Of course, it has no instructions, so you know I have to put on my thinking hat. And it looks you, nothing like what looks, you expected. And it looks nothing like what I expected at all. So I kind of put my little thinking cap on. I start humming the theme to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood because I'm trying to keep a, a good outlook on everything. And Brent, once the light bulb went off in my head, I was like, "Eureka! This is freaking genius! Is what this thing is." And I and you know and I was like, "This is the greatest IC extractor known to man." So does it? So like, if you're going at it with your with a desoldering, your one of your hackos, yeah, just hold your hand in front of it and 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 does it? Because what I end up having to do is I usually reflow the pins. Mm Because it makes the old solder flow better. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go at it with, with my uh, desoldering tool, my yeah. hacko. Yeah, my hacko. And yeah. I'll draw them out. And uh-huh. invariably, I've got some left on the top. Yeah. And then I'll have to kind of heat and then go back and then put a little tension with a screwdriver and go back. Mm-hmm. So is this, I mean... Does that eliminate all this? Uh, as, as, long as, you, as long as you can pull the solder out from the top, the answer to that is yes. Huh. Yeah. Add to cart. Yeah. Add to cart and get <laughs> add to cart and get it done, man. So what this did is this allowed me to extract five out of the seven that I needed to pull like within minutes. Oh wow, done. Yeah, I'm so buying this. <laughs> yes, yeah. within minutes. Within minutes. Now I did exactly what you did. I reflowed. And I, I hit them with my soldering iron to make sure that what was once dull was nice and shiny. Yep. Okay. And then I hit it with my hacko. I, I put this on. I hit it with my hacko. And I could tell when I was at the last pin, I heard it kind of creak a little bit. And I went zip and it goes, it went <laughs> and then landed in my hand. And I'm like, Jimmy's a genius. And That's then I set it down and went on to the next one. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That now, is so awesome. Now, your mileage may vary. Okay. But it sounds like your process is much akin to my process. Yep. And they they literally would pop right out. Okay. So there you go, Brent. Uh, $15, no holla. And it's the, it's, uh, it, it is, it's pretty awesome. So there it is, dude. So with that, Brent, I, th- I think this month, Maybe more so than any month, we brought the heat on spending your money. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Because you're doing it. Yeah, I, I, you know what, Brent? I, for all I did, I added those to a cart. For, 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 our, for our several thousand listeners out there, Whitney takes his bow. Thank you. <laughs> you going out on a high note? Go out on a high note right before the Arcade Expo. Exactly. exactly. That is awesome. So there, there you go, Brent. So uh, I guess at this point, man, while you're uh, while you're burning up your credit card, I guess we're before we close out this month's show, we got. Some news and some feedback and some of the feedback's pretty good this month brett i'll give it that oh well we've got some pretty sharp listeners oh for the most part oh yeah yeah for Heck the most yeah, part. Man, they're on it there's there's a couple out there that are well are, are they still dead to you yeah uh, i can't remember their names now i remember something <laughs> about frogger i don't know ah uh, poor casey he gets it man he gets it <laughs> all right well let's go let's check out news and feedback all right Brent, for this month's news and feedback section, I I don't really have a lot of news except for something that I kind of stumbled across. Okay, and I stumble across stuff all the time. Oh, that I do, and th- man, that I do. One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually 
complete the mission and fall straight to the ground and probably <laughs> yeah. bust my nose. Well, you know, hey, you've probably got it coming, but that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> well, that, okay? Oh my gosh, yes. You know, why, <laughs> we'll do, you just th- leave that why do you think at Expo I set in such a way where I can watch the crowd? Because I don't want someone to come yeah. up behind yeah, me. You, yeah, that's probably it's probably a good idea. But uh, but Brent, this is to those in seasoned in the pinball community. I, I know this is he just called us old. Yeah, exactly. Seasoned in the pinball community. I know this is nothing new. Okay, but I saw this pop up in my Twitter feed as a new uh, as a new offering within this series, and I went and looked at it, and I, I was I was pretty highly impressed. So what this is are the Bowen Karen's uh, Papa tutorials, the, the how to play. This This is essentially, Brent, YouTube for how to play pinball mm-hmm. is what this is. And again, not new, but definitely noteworthy in that if you go to the Papa YouTube page, you'll see where uh, Bowen and the Papa team have put together uh, YouTube videos on your basic pinball flipper skills, okay? Like how to do a dead bounce, how to do a live catch, how to do a, a drop catch, post pass, all, all these all these what I would consider um, flipper skills or, or, or ball management skills that you may not know the name of, but you wind up learning how to do as you go. Dude, I, have, but, I, I still have a week and a half between now and Expo. I'm going to so win the tournament. There you go, man. There you go. Well, you've <laughs> I got, saw it on YouTube. Yeah, I saw it on YouTube, so I, obviously I'm a pro. But <laughs> um, but but Papa, if you go back and look at if you go back and look at their, their YouTube page, Papa has they have shared a tremendous amount of information about the the art of playing pinball and and what caught my eye rolling through twitter this week was a new uh tutorial was published on the game world poker tour now now brent i have not i've not logged like any time on world poker Tour. i've never played it okay now that being said, it's it's, it's an older it's an older Stern title, mm-hmm. but I mean not terribly old, but it's a, it's an older Stern title. Uh, Steve Ritchie, designer, Keith Johnson, programmer, uh, developed the rule set for it and everything like that. Um, it seems and, to be very well regarded. Oh yeah, and, and Brent, I, I will say this: I sit down and I watch this entire video. I, I had it running while I was doing other stuff, but I'd keep my eye on it and watch it. And dude, I walked away with so much more respect for that title because number one, the rule set is deep. Number two, Bowen. I mean, he owned the game. I mean, he played it like it owed him money, and <laughs> and. On top of that, he accurately described everything that was going on in the game as he played it, and I walked out. I walked away from that which, video, which going, is amazing because I mean I can't walk and chew gum. No, it will. You know. Let alone let alone describe the game oh, yeah. accurately. It play, okay, I'm sorry. As you're play beating it, it, let alone describe life. it. Yeah. yeah, as you're beating it, as you're beating it, senseless. And he played it with uh, an amount of finesse and amount of confidence and an amount of calm that made it very clear that he very, very thoroughly understood the rule set of this game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he knew how to play because he was talking about the situations under which you would want to activate a multi-ball versus save the multi-ball versus continuing through the modes and get the multipliers then stack and then add then then get a multi-ball going after you've done the stack and it, i mean it, it was great and so what that what that made me do was start to think about okay 
Now, for all the game for the pinball machines that I've got, let me go see if there's Papa tutorials on them. Some yes, some no. There's one on ACDC. There's one on Star Trek. I've watched both of those. Uh, I think there's one for Tron as well. I've, I've watched that before several years back. But but nonetheless, Brent, what it did is it just. It, it, it gave me a newfound respect for everything that Papa has done and Bowen has done, you know, over the years. And, um, you know, I've, I'm not a Patreon supporter of anything at this point in time, but Bowen mentioned that they do have a Patreon page running for uh, funding the creation of these tutorials. And I went and looked up the page, Brent, and, you know, in Bowen's uh, Patreon page, I mean, he's running at a clip of about $1,300 a month. Now, knowing that... In the amount of production that it takes to film, edit, produce, string them through, and everything like that, I mean that that that's a pretty nice setup. I'm and I am glad that Bowen is getting that recurring revenue to continue to produce these these videos because Brent, I mean, we do this for the love of the hobby, but if I look at our podcasting setup and the amount of money that we've invested in our rigs and, you know, uh, what, whatever we do with Vistaprint and whatever we do with, you know, cards and trinkets mm-hmm. and banners and in the monthly, the, you know, the monthly hosting for the website and, and we buy all that. I mean, that there's kind of, no, that, that's us. That's, uh, yeah. There's no Patreon funding us. And not that I'm, not that I'm, asking for that and we do have some very generous listeners i will say that that have helped us out a little bit along the way as, as the years go by and we appreciate the donations you know, the, the 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 few donations that come in but i will say this when you've got it organized like this and you're putting together like a three camera a three camera edit you know of, of different angles and all together i mean dude that takes time and money well and, and and i'm glad to see that people are supporting this because it deserves to be supported this is cool stuff there, there's also travel involved i was trying to oh, remember yeah because i've heard a little of this in the past and and Bowen doesn't live in Pittsburgh. No, he has to travel to Papa to do these, right. from what I understand. So yeah. that that is part of this as well. It's not like my impression of this is is in, in you know I, I I don't have any reason to to believe this is incorrect. Is is they're doing this basically for the love of the game? Yeah. Bowen is offering his time, uh-huh. and where the bill where the money's going, where the where the bill's being footed is you know to offset the travel offset i guess i'm sure some meals oh yeah and and just the, the time, production the and production. all that stuff and, and this is this isn't a profiteering venture this no, is for the no, hobby no the this community. this is for the hobby in the community and uh i'm i'm definitely i'm definitely going to watch through uh the pop of videos i mean I, i've watched through star trek the star trek video in the past and, and it's helped me to understand my game a whole lot better over the over the past couple of months but uh, honestly, Brent, I'd kind of taken it for granted. You know, I've watched mm-hmm. through the tutorials and uh, and taken them, take honestly, taken them a bit for granted. But then when World Poker Tour popped up, and I set I set aside the time to watch the video, I'm I'm sitting there thinking to myself, it's like, wow, dude, there are a lot of games with a, a tremendously deep and complex rule set, and these these tutorials mean something. And it's like, you know, something we got to give Bowen and Papa a shout out on the show. So that's what I want oh, to do. Yeah. Yeah. So so there is that, Brent. So um that's that that's what I got, man. Uh so I probably missed a lot of news this month, but I thought that was noteworthy. So there it looks is. like some things were going on with tw- what's that what's how do you say it? it it's it's uh it's starts with a T, Brent, and it's pronounced Twit Twitter. Twi- 
Twitter. 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 Yeah, Twitter. Okay. Two syllables, Brent. Twitter. Yes. Okay. Looks like yeah. some stuff is going on with the the Twitter. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. With the Twitter. This first exactly. gentleman I don't recognize at all, but he looks real serious in his avatar picture. What's his name? Uh, it's it's our it's friend of the show, Casey. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll just go with Casey because I'm not sure if he's friend of the show. <laughs> so at Broken Token, tossed a pile of parts in the tumbler, came back a day later. This is what I discovered. No restore is complete without some oddball snafu. Agreed. Yeah. Question mark. And it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six of the pound nuts like you'd use. Oh yeah. To, for the bottoms of buttons oh yeah yeah uh, leaf switch buttons or i guess uh, even i guess micro switch buttons i can't yeah, tell the it, size there I, I think those are used on a nintendo game actually oh are they yeah they okay. look like it. nintendo people yes and and somehow nintendo strong well okay i think this is a setup first of all because i see something that's odd i think he i think casey's squirreling with us there's six one two three six of these stacked and then through the center of them is a series of screws <laughs> yeah can you believe it and what is throwing me off is one of them actually has a wing nut screwed on it <laughs> so <laughs> on either, the bottom yeah either casey jammed it in his tumbler with the wing nut on it or not only did the tumbler line up all of these nuts and then thread the screws through them it also spun that wing nut on before that last course head screw went in there and locked the wing nut in place well who knows what happens in the privacy of a tumbler you know, I, you know uh, i've spent some time with casey and, and his wife you know like it shows we've all hung out i could see his wife going down in the middle of the night and setting this up just right, it would be him. it would be hilarious i could see that yeah but hashtag bits and bobs so yeah. there you go alex it is a thing and bits I, and bobs I, I, casey i've actually had stuff like that happen oh like, yeah me too right? how in the world did this thing get yes. threaded through the center of that thing and then come out of the tumbler like that i know and it's absolutely insane and, and I will routinely have to use a little pick and pick crushed walnut shells out of the the screw heads and stuff like that. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's, you know, it's crazy. I'll take uh, um, uh, I'll take all the screws out and I'll put them in a like a plastic tub, a Tupperware tub, yeah. something. Put some water in them and I'll give them a good vigorous shake, and then I'll lay them all back out. You know, strain them out, lay them out on a towel and, and blot them all off and let them dry just to kind of help with that. I tell you what really is a pain in the butt is if you're doing like a pinball and it's got some solid posts, like some tall, like several inch tall posts that are used to like suspend parts like ramps or whatever. Yeah. And they'll have like a threaded end protruding from one one end and then they'll have the a female on the other that you'll run a screw in yeah and that and gets jammed full just pa- you have to yeah. ta- ta- start tapping that on something to get it uh, yeah yeah those are especially if you don't realize there's a couple extra little kernels down in there yeah. it starts oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. good so, times yep and it's it's like it's the gift that keeps on giving is what it is so this this next thing whitney you you go ahead and read this because okay. i was wondering we didn't talk about this before the show. No. And honestly, I'd forgotten to bring it up. I didn't know if it was something we were going to discuss. Well, I'm not I, up on I, it. I, you know, I, I say we give it the five-minute treatment. I don't think we need to dig into it, okay? But uh, but a listener of the show brought it up on Twitter, and I, I, th- I definitely want to respond. So listener uh, Brian Honaker, he said, Broken Token, what about Billy, referring to Billy Mitchell, what about Billy getting his DK scores dumped? Any thoughts from the crew? All right, Brian. Well, thank you for bringing it up. And, and for- Can you sound a little, thank you, Brian? <laughs> well, it's one of those things that, you know, something, it, it's, a, it's a topic that has been in, um, 
in in it's run it's run the circles over the past what three or four weeks and I, it I is have polarizing been, now i have been totally out of touch even worse than normal so i'm assuming that there's a few other people that are out there so are you going to give it its due here and give kind of a quick description as yeah, to what yes we've yeah, talked a little about this so that's we, why I'm we, we have it. and, and I'm, I'm going to give uh, i'm going to give the the 30 second the 30 second intro to this so what has transpired is um todd rogers who is legendary in the video game uh, high score circles for his 5.51 Activision dragster world record that has stood uh, uh, unsurpassed for decades has uh, has been systematically dismantled and proven uh, using some uh, essentially some software methods that his score was humanly unobtainable and Due to the fact that there is no physical proof of him achieving that score, it, no, no physical, no lasting physical proof today of him che- achieving that score, um, Guinness and Twin Galaxies, uh, through a vetting process, uh, stripped him of his high score, and that that stripping actually followed through to Guinness, Guinness World Records, and so on down the line. So, it, and it's had some ramifications in the community. I, I've heard of the dragster thing, and yeah. is this one of the scores that go back to in the day when, when when you took the picture of your TV and sent it into Activision, and then Activision maintained their own records there, okay. and uh, and and apparently those whatever records Activision would have kept no longer exist or aren't able to be found or what, whatever it may be. And, and I'm even going back. I, I, I'm not even putting uh, one and one together and making two here. I'm putting one and one together and getting about three and a half. Yeah. I was thinking of some of the arcade titles where the, the scores were absolutely impossible because the, the, the scoring increments wouldn't have yielded a value like oh. like they were all the lowest possible point value for anything was 10 yeah but someone had a something of a 13 or, it, or, or a five or, or, yeah, yeah exactly something like that no i, I get it okay. yeah right. it, it fell off it fell off a something similar number. here just on okay. yeah 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 so so where this leads into billy mitchell though is that uh once the, I guess once the the process had worked its way through Todd Rogers's scores, and and Brenna, I, the the one thing I'll say, and from what I've read on this, is that you know whether whether Todd deserved to be stripped of his scores or not is is one thing, okay, but the way that they proved that the scores could not be humanly achieved was pretty thorough and pretty convincing and uh and, and it was it was interesting if nothing else the, mm-hmm. the, the problem is is that activision did award todd that record way quote unquote back in the day but that was done you know back in 1981 or 1982 whatever it may have been and the problem is is that that proof just does not exist today okay there's no way to prove that he actually did it it's activision's word that said that he did so it. i have to assume that back in the day he it took, was proven he, okay? yeah he took a picture he took a polaroid he took yeah. a whatever and, uh, and and i'm sure at that point in time doctoring was much much harder than it was at this at this you know day and age well that would have been what the late 70s late 70s early, early 80s. 80s yeah late 70s early you know, 80s so let's let's just play this out i mean devil's advocate here is a 13-year-old going to go through all the trouble to doctor a to photograph? To doctor a photograph, yeah. To get a, 
I mean, how yeah, I, I don't know. Right. I mean, the, how cut it out of paper and tape it to the TV and take yeah. a picture from a distance exactly. with a glare. It I, mean, like, I, I don't know. Okay. But, but right. there's there's a, a side of me that says that the, the record had to be had to be valid at one point. Otherwise, Activision wouldn't have recorded it unless Activision had an ulterior motive in recording it and awarding it to Tide, I, of which I cannot comment on in the in the slightest. So I'm not even going to go there. OK, mm-hmm. I don't know. But regardless of the fact, his record was stripped. OK, that's that. That's how the events have transpired or the results of the events that, as they have transpired. Now, where this leads into Billy is. Um, this came into question because Todd was uh, part of the uh, part of the people that was in person when Billy recorded his world record on Donkey Kong many many years back and submitted uh, submitted it via videotape to to Twin Galaxies. Now. As it turns out, um, that video has never been proven to exist, has never been shown or has never been proven to exist outside of the submission process. And um, that has caused Billy's score to come under scrutiny. Okay. Okay. Now, the reason why that matters today is that for years, that high score that was awarded to Billy, uh, that high score uh, ranking or holding as awarded to Billy by Twin Galaxies was held and uncontested for uh, 10 years, 12 years, 15 decades. I'm not not sure what the final number turns out to be, but but needless to say, as time has gone on, other folks have come into the Donkey Kong high score scene. Uh, Robbie Lakeman, Wes Copeland, Steve Wiebe, so on down the so on down the line, and um, and have, have surpassed Billy's score. Mm-hmm. But the, I think the reason why this comes under historical scrutiny is just due to the fact that Billy has, in the public eye and throughout the course of the years, been regarded as the high score champ on Donkey Kong for so long. And now the same uh, education and vetting uh, body is saying, we need that proven because it's been. It's been assumed and awarded on assumption without being vetted through the proper so vetting the, system as of today. So okay, so that they want to take the 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 crux of this is it was awarded via the vetting system of the time of the time. Yes, that does not stand muster today. So what? Exactly. And and you know what, Brent? That leads me to my point of does it really even matter now? Okay? Because the the time the time the time of the, the, the past is what it was. Right. Okay. Yeah. The past is what it was. And I want to make sure I choose my words properly. The past is what it was. Uh, I'm sure it was done in the way that it, that it, in the only way that it could have been done in the past at that certain point in time. And to me, I mean, stripping Rogers and, and the potential talk of stripping Billy of their world records. I, I mean, I, you know, it, it's one of those scenarios where to, 
to me, the the stripping of the dragster world record probably has more technical validity, simply because it it's pro- it, it has been shown to be proven that it could not have been done. It could not have been humanly done. Now, whether or not it was done, I can't say. I mean, Activision awarded the uh, Activision awarded the, the the record, and there it is. Well, I, and I'm, they recognized it, and there it is. I'm so. sure their vetting process was honestly probably pretty loose yeah somebody yeah. opened the envelope there was a picture in it it looked good they went and, and boom you know it was the lowest number it was uh, for draxer it was the lowest number on the column that guy named todd rogers has got it he's got it so give it to him you know, you know I, I look at this like here here's a practical comparison in the real world i don't care where you live uh, if you're if you're in a place that that is capable of receiving this podcast, I'm going to venture to guess that you have codes that are used for the construction of buildings, residential and commercial. Mm-hmm. And every year, those codes or every however many years, I think they're you know there's there's updates at least in the states. I think maybe every two years or once. I, I don't know. They change. Yeah. Period. However they change, however they change, they change. You don't go back and in retrospect force scrutiny regrade a building everything that's exactly right and and that leads and that's a very good point that leads me to i guess the 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 comment here is that i mean if if you get and and in case in point if you touch it again Uh uh-huh like if i were to go and have something added to the back of my home yeah i'd have that would have that that new piece, uh-huh. that new bit of a, that a business adds has to pass muster. That has to pass the current the current code. standard. Yeah, but but they're not going to they're not going to dismantle. Oh yeah, your they're house. not going to. This is great, sir. Now open the door and let us go in and bingo. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So 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 my take on it is is this: if if in the case of the dragster record, it's it, it's proven that it wasn't humanly obtainable then that that has a that has a bit of of cachet to it all right that has a bit a, a bit of validity to it i, I can right? even see investigating that because it's it's like the score where the lowest item is a, is is 10 points and it has five in it yeah and you, and you scored a seven i can you know? see yeah 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 exactly and so i can see that but in the case of billy's score where he he submitted via tape and so in Someone at, at Twin Galaxies validated that and awarded that to be the verified score. Then okay, he's got the verified score, the high score at that time. I think the reason why this is coming under fire is because uh, apparently Todd Rogers was involved in that taping or, or in that process. So to me, it's a bit of guilt by association. One thing I will say is that I mean, Brent, I worked with Billy very closely. During the Skyskipper project, Alex and I uh, called on him for help and relied upon his, some of, some of his uh, some of his help to help us get where where we wound up getting mm-hmm. and with Nintendo. And I can only speak from my own experience. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, Billy is a personality. There's no there's no two ways about that. But he is as solid and, and and as straightforward of a guy as I've ever met. And never once in my dealings with him did I get the, the even the slightest thought that he would purposely purposely deceive or or manufacture a tape that that strung together presented a high score submission that he did not achieve. I, I just don't see why he would have to do that. But I. I 
ultimately the facts will stand and and i'm sure the truth comes out but uh one way or the other but um yeah my experience with billy has been nothing but uh upstanding and and straight so 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 this actual this particular tape isn't out no okay because right now right now as current as of recording uh from what i've read the tape the the tape supposedly exists but no one can find it so somewhere in the rumor mill i thought i had heard some Something of, and again, I have been super disconnected. Yeah, I thought I heard something about um, someone had gone through a tape bit for bit, and there was some kind of dis- or yeah, something. And, like and there that. was a discrepancy because they they thought that the the tape that was submitted back in the day, uh, the the recording of it as at this at this point in time as seen, showed. It showed Billy playing on MAME versus playing on an actual arcade cabinet. So so the quality of the submission comes under fire as well as the submission itself. Okay. So, so I mean, be that as it may. So, so this, this, this was a tape not related to the, the specific in the specific this is a different tape this is not the tape of the event that everyone's gotten questioned because that tape's not out this is just another tape well no this as i understand it this is this is the tape okay, okay. yeah I, I understand it to be the tape so so what, what year was this oh man brent i don't know i'd have to go back and look i mean i i'm only i'm i'm stringing together and paraphrasing okay. so much of what i've I'm read just, i'm just i'm just and I'm playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, it's, and, and, it's, and it's important. And to it, do it's that. obvious that the show has a relationship with Billy. We've we've had Billy on the show. We've talked to Billy. Billy's helped you quite a bit with oh, yeah. Skyskipper. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. But I, I'm thinking. I mean, if you're looking at a tape that, and you're you're trying to guess, I guess you're looking at timing differences or something that would be. Yeah, different between hardware and MAME, and, and, and that's what they're basing. That's what they're basing this on because you're looking at it, what a digitized version of something that was probably on analog media. That's it. Twenty something years ago. That's it, and it's being compared, and it's being compared to video video of MAME versus video of the arcade cabinet, and okay. and All apparently, right. apparently the the part of the claim is is that. Portions of the game show main, portions of the game show arcade, and the tape was the submission tape was manufactured in such a way to show an optimal series of events that that helped Billy create the high score that he got, rather than a true blue start to finish play of the game. Okay. Okay. Now I'm sure I'm sure that uh, that Billy would argue otherwise and say no. I su- I submitted a start to finish play of the game, and when the tape is turned up and it and the physical copy of the tape is turned up, then I will be proven that that tape shows a start to finish version and submission of the game that I played. So right now it's a lot it's it's a lot of it's a lot of hearsay. You know and because, on, because the real tape the real tape nobody has their hands on the real tape. On They're one just hand watching you, the submission. On one hand you'd think Billy would be able to kick the tape out. Yeah, but I on would, the other I hand hope so but uh, well on the other hand could be twenty years ago, dude. Dude, I, I can't find stuff that I had my hands on six Bingo. weeks ago. I, I know. At times. I, I know. And, and so then it comes. I down. lose the screwdriver I just had, and I hadn't my, stood up. Li- literally in my hands three seconds yeah. ago. Yeah. 
all I can say is my Brian. So as a very long winded response to your question, all I can say yeah, this is, took a turn. Yeah, it did. All I can say <laughs> is is that ultimately the truth will the truth will become known. Okay, but my experience, uh, Brent, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but my experience with Billy has been nothing. The, the guy's been nothing but one hundred percent stand up with us, and I have to believe that he did what he said he did. So there, I, and you know, I would have to agree. I have no reason to believe that that he didn't do what he what he said that he did and exactly uh, and granted we're covering this relatively quickly yeah but, i and, mean and from i and think from my skepticism feet away i think my skepticism is is evident in my questioning <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah well in you know and and you know it's one of those scenarios where your skepticism and the way that you question leads us back to i think where we all find ourselves is okay and <laughs> uh, and it matters why you know because that high score has been eclipsed so many i've got a so question it's it's, a, it's very short and it's three letters and yeah exactly so i guess i guess it just gets down to that so anyway so there's that so um okay brent you take the next one okay <laughs> so this is from robert bratt uh Oddly enough, that's that's very similar to what I used to be called when I was younger. That's <laughs> funny. Brent the Brat. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> if, there, if there's anyone that could totally train wreck this show, it's this co-host. Yeah. So at Broken Token, I had a flashback there to my childhood. Uh, uh, at Broken Token, I know I'm late to the party and still going through the latest episode. So he must. this must have been six months ago because the way we do episodes. Yeah, very true. Yeah, he's probably still on the last episode. Uh but if you are still looking for electrical monitoring, take a look at the energy detective. I don't have one, but it's on my want list. Now, so th- does this go back to our conversation about like the kilowatts? The kilowatts and, and the whole the whole home surge suppression and, yep. and circuit monitoring and everything like that. So Robert, I appreciate you writing in on this. I did take a look at the energy detective and I I have looked at it before and I have always tried to find something that um, you know, Robert, I don't really know why I've never bought why I haven't bought the energy detective yet because it seems to do everything that I want to do because it comes with the ability to expand for multiple clamps for multiple circuits and do individual circuit monitoring and everything oh, like that. This, okay. Yeah. So I see I see some uh, some coils, I guess you go out and you and you can buy additional coils, and I, I mean, you could Ew. you could literally monitor every circuit in a box Dude. if you wanted to. And and I, I have, and Robert, I'll answer your question this way. I, the reason I haven't bought the Energy Detective is because I found it early, and I didn't want to hop on the hype game and buy the first thing that I saw and not do my due diligence. But because I have waffled for so long on this particular topic, I can, I keep coming back to the Energy Detective as as the solution to the problem that I'm I'm solving for. So for whatever so, reason, so Robert, I, I think you're fairly well spot on with that. Th- this may be my browser. I'm looking at at this in I got Firefox open, but I seen about a store supporting a contact, and there I can't click them. So, but I'm, it could be your browser. It's probably, I'm sure it's my browser because even yeah. as I'm scrolling, the uh, um, the rendering is kind of goofy. Okay, well, so fire up Chrome or IE and take a look at it, and I'm sure you'll see the the site as it so was I, intended. So, to be like, shown. I see this little box, and then it looks like there's these modules that you could use with little plugs that um, you can clamp over your 
I guess your wiring yes. and then does it feed back to this little box and uh -huh. it coalesce and, and you it, can look at it? It collects a, all your data and then you can look at it like through a single pane of glass. So yeah. And then you can move the coils around if you want to go from one circuit to another circuit and stuff like that. Well, what's interesting is, is I have uh, the way that my game room is laid out. I do have kind of a central point of coalescence where I could just clamp, 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 clamp. Yeah. And I can monitor my entire game room. That would be pretty cool actually. So I, I, I you know, I, I think when I get when I get a little toss around money, that's that's going to be on the list for the toss around money. So that's I, I think that's that's a solid solid recommendation, Robert. So thank you for that very much. Yeah, there's a there's a store link at the bottom, and now I'm yeah. in it. I'm looking at it. And this yeah. pricing doesn't look too no, bad. the pricing's not bad. It's just one of those things where. It, this is a rabbit hole, and you go down the rabbit hole, and you see so many solutions that that appear to promise so much, but then you have to ask yourself is 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 it too good to be true but the energy detective comes back time and time again as a very highly rated product for the, for this particular for this particular problem set so I, I it's probably moving up my short list faster than than i than i originally intended it to be all right next one up listener john t says uh this is this is john turner from over in the uk so shout out to uh all the all the peeps over in the uk john says one problem going back and listening to previous broken token podcast one after another is you tend to spend brent's money <laughs> in a shorter time period when i say brent's i mean my own finally found this hp 4670 on ebay hopefully come hopefully it'll come in handy for my moon alien project from bracknell England. I think that is so cool. So, so John, uh, shout out to you, and uh, yeah, major major props for finding that scanner. That's a hard one to find, and yours looks like it's in really good shape. So, kudos to you, buddy. And uh, and John, there's if you go back and look in our show notes, we actually uh, go through that scanner a couple of times on a couple of different episodes. You can just do a search on our website, and um, if you're looking for the software for that, go to go to uh, it's Hamrick View scan professional is the software that you're after so yeah definitely a solid solid score so Whitney, go ahead and take this one because i think this would be you as well because, oh yeah, uh, yeah 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 sure enough yeah so so one of my many trips through the airports and <laughs> over this past month uh i i did uh i did tweet that i that i was just so so enamored with uh the total nuclear annihilation soundtrack i said can't stop listening and uh, i tweeted that and then listener andrew uh doan i believe and uh Dwayne Doan, I think I said that right, Doan. He said he replied and he said, Me either. I've been playing it loudly in the car. It does bad things to my right foot. If I get a ticket, it's coming to you, Scott Denisi. At, at real Scott Denisi. Andrew Andrew must have like a ninety six Centro with a cassette deck still in it. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you know, drive it if you got it. So that that's how that goes. But uh yeah, I, I it's just one of those things where I, I've spent a fair amount of uh a fair amount of uh, recycle time listening to that uh, soundtrack and it's good stuff. So, so the next one I looked at very quickly, kind of with the side eye, and I thought there's no way I could read this because this is a family show. <laughs> yeah, but I would expect nothing less from Mr. Mike Martin. Y yes, but just say it slowly. Okay, and it works out. Okay, I thought the same thing when I was okay. popping it in there. Old school hashtag show us your deck. Yes, as in tape deck. As in tape deck. Show Jeez, us your Mike. deck. Yes, take that's, that's life choices. You need to re you need to study your it's, life choices. It's, I'm telling you, you've got to be very mindful as you, as you say that. And he says new hashtag, and it's hilarious because he's showing us a picture of his cassette deck. Yep, and it looks on, like a receiver. And I wonder if that's a 
on the bottom that must be i see sony i don't know that, maybe an amp or something no that that drawer i was thinking it was a laser disc player but the drawer is too narrow oh so, it's probably a cd player yeah, like a, a, CD like a player. single tray cd player is what that probably is and uh and this is all in response to us playing total nuclear annihilation on on the show via cassette last last month so, so look, friend of the show, Eddie Cox, next. Eddie jumps in, and uh, you were saying at Broken Token, and here's a picture of his cassette deck on top of his Tempest. Yes. Oh, that's a nice-looking vintage unit, if I do say so myself. I wonder, I wonder who that is made by. I don't know. I was trying to look. I've seen. Oh, that's a Sanyo. Is Brent. that a Sanyo? I, I exploded the pic. I blew the picture out. Oh, that's okay. a Sanyo. Sure. Enough. I've actually got a, a kind of interesting tape deck over right here to your right. We'll have to take a picture of it and, and post that up. Uh, it it you know the old top loader VCR like the original yeah. Oh, yeah, VCR yeah. that yeah. was like a top loader. Oh yes, and it had the school. It had the big buttons, the that big you, clacky buttons. Yeah. Well, I've yeah. got the tape deck version of that sitting oh, over here around the corner. I can take a picture of that, and you, I don't know how this tweety thing works you're gonna have to deal with that don't worry about that i I got got that covered don't worry about that okay all right and uh i was actually ran out of time to pull facebook comments so we'll shelve those for next month but had some feedback on the website and uh this first one brent i laughed out loud Uh, first of all it looks like vic has had an upgrade in his title oh oh let me tell you he is now uh he is now lord vert vic of the 10 pence so so vic uh tally ho and congratulations on your self-appointed upgrade but you know something who are we to argue but but uh, lord vertvic of the 10 pence says sorry guys alex and i used an actual cassette deck for sound effects on an early 10p podcast <laughs> make sure it doesn't chew up your iron maiden tape well, if I hadn't already run another tape through it, even before I put Whitney's tape in that deck, I, I happen to have, and I've stared at it a million times, speaking earlier in the episode of Cleaning House, yeah. I can't bring myself to get rid of my cassette deck box or cassette tape box uh-huh. with the slide out drawers. Yeah. But I went in there and I pulled out uh, a copy of a tape that I had, a backup copy of a yeah. tape that I had. And I used that as a test because I hadn't turned that deck on for so long. I didn't want it to chew up Whitney's brand new tape. Well, I get it. I get so, it. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because I replied to I replied to Vic and I said, "Dang it, that means you beat us to the punch this time." And I said, "And it's obscured, but I know what I wrote." I said, "I'll double check with Brent, but I'm pretty sure that his entire Iron Maiden collection is in triplicate at this point <laughs> to prevent that very same situation from." happening happening oh so. yeah you, we're not going to be losing any iron maiden yeah here. that I, is i figured that would faux be the show. case yes faux faux show. Show. all right so the next one oh actually that kind of brings us right to the oh no no no, Vic yeah, no there's some, one more he's, yeah. he's got one more why, uh, why don't you take that one? yeah the, so uh lord vertvic of 10 pence <laughs> i love saying that it, we should have like these bells we ring when we say lord vertvic of the 10 pence <laughs> ding don't don't challenge me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to put those in and post? Oh, I, yeah. I, I may actually. I may actually. I need to. We need to. I don't want it to sound like a morning radio show with like duck. Yeah, duck yeah. We, we don't want to do that. Yeah, we don't want to do that. The Konami Switcher would be better if it played four games. But if you're going to try, uh, going to join Time Pilot and Time Pilot eighty four, you're going to need two buttons on your panel. Same with Scramble, etc. I have Time Pilot and Scramble in the same cab with a Jamma Switcher and a two and two 
Cortex Konami 36 adapters. Cheaper than this piece of hardware, too. And, it, he, and he was referring to that Konami switcher right. we talked about last and, month. And I was kind of thinking about that as well, where I, I know you can get the four-way, if not more at this point, JAMA switchers. And there's some kind of hooks. I'm sure they've gotten better. I'd hope they've gotten better over time. I know people that were using them, they had to use some kind of harness that they they made on their own to deal with some power distribution and the like, or it didn't have minus five. Or There was something that was missing, but I, I knew that there was another there was another path to that destination if you yeah. wanted to do if it. If you I wanted mean, to go that you, route. You kind of had to get into the adapter this, adapter that sort of a deal but i don't know there there's something to be said for just plug and play at times you know yeah, yeah there is that yeah and i responded to vic and i, I said yeah it, it'd definitely be far more appealing if it was a four if it was a four game uh solution now i, di- I didn't know anything about the konami 36 adapters i'm gonna have to look yeah that's just up. a konami like the i think konami is that just this is that the name for just the standard konami i, I think a konami is a 36 pin pin out Oh, so okay, it's so, just a Konami so that, to so that's just the name they go by. Yeah, then, oh, yeah. okay. See, I wasn't aware of that. So, well, Vic, I, I sound pretty stupid in my reply. So, just disregard that. I just, it, for, I just never have heard them called a Konami thirty six. I've just heard them just called Konami. So, I didn't know if that was like a special adapter that somebody produced early on or, or whatever that may be. So, there we go. Yeah, I bet that I'm betting that's what he means. Is just it's okay. just a Konami pin out. To uh, you're, you're probably so. right. So, all right, Brent. Well, that's it, and you know that's uh, that's a wrap for another month. Probably, I don't know how the timing is going to work out. Maybe a little bit of a shorter show, but at the same point, we're cramming for Expo too. So there and, is that, and you can expect um, you can expect the live shows. Mm-hmm. We will release those as usual in their entirety. Yeah, after Louisville Arcade Expo. Yeah, yeah, probably so. probably mid probably mid to. Well, there's going to be two, so we'll probably kick one out the middle of March and maybe third week of March, something like that. So so we'll have March covered as well. So speaking of, if you're close by this show, you should have it before Expo, just barely, because it is March 2nd through the 4th, yeah. 2018, here in beautiful, sprawling Louisville, Louisville Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, and I'll be sliding under a razor wire, but we'll get the show out, so... <laughs> Check them out. They're at uh, www.arcaderx.com, and you can, you know, all the all the usual haunts. They definitely have an active Facebook page. Just uh, search in Facebook for Louisville Arcade Expo. Yeah, and uh, next one up, and Brent. We need to update this section. We've had same shows for like the past three months or four months or something like that. But I need, need to go. Well, out you know, look, I think, need to go out and look for more. Shows. I think we've asked folks, and uh, uh, they have not delivered. Yeah, we, we bring it, but they have not. Returned they, they, it. they have not returned it. So they're fair enough. <laughs> Someone's out there deleting it. Yeah, delete, delete, yeah, unsubscribe. Done. Uh, the Texas Pinball Festival, which happens right after the Louisville Arcade Expo, literally March 16th through the 18th in Frisco, Texas. Uh, TexasPinball.com and it's being held at the NBC Suites Hotel and Convention Center. Would love to go to that show at some point, but the timing just never seems to work its way out. It just doesn't. You know, if you're a, you're a show organizer uh, and you want us to talk about your show, you know, absolutely. Tell you what, just hit Whitney and I up on Facebook. We'll give you an address. Uh, send us a flyer for your show and tape to it a nice, crisp $50 bill. <laughs> and then we'll mention it And on the we'll show. be more than happy to yeah. <laughs> mention it in the show. That's, no, that, seriously, that if you've good. got a show, if, you, if you're an organizer, if you go to show a, a particular show that you like that we're not aware of, uh, drop us a note, send Whitney a t- 
tweeter thing, whatever it is. And we'll add it to the to this section and we'll get it out there for folks so that they're aware of it as well. Exactly. It's, it sounds like a plan. Sounds so, like a plan. So here's where you can find us. We're on Rob O'Hare's spectacular, unbelievably awesome, luxurious uh, throwback network. I was trying to think of words I didn't use for Louisville. Uh, th- at throwbacknetwork.net. We're on iTunes, so please leave us a review, write the podcast. It helps get us notice, and of course, it increases our reach. And if you leave us a review, you know, we'll check it and we'll read it on the air. Good or bad? Well, no, yeah, good or bad. Yeah, yeah. We, we, will. We, we, we do. Will. We, we like honest feedback. So, full show. We're on Stitcher Radio, Xbox Music, and the Google Play Store. Yeah, and social media Facebook.com uh, slash Broken Token, Twitter at Broken Token, and our website, BrokenToken.com. Man, Whitney, I think that's a wrap. We are running headlong into LAX 2018. We've had a lot to accomplish. A lot accomplished and a lot left to accomplish. Oh, yeah. Make sure you tune in and check us out that Friday and Saturday night, Friday the 2nd of March, Saturday the 3rd of March, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll have the links out there in uh, in our typical threads and on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it out to everybody well well in advance. So. And listen to all the lunacy yeah, that, sounds, that, sounds like a that plan. surrounds us. Looking so. forward to it, dude. It's, the weekend is a fun time, so it's uh, it, it promises to be really good this year with uh, just everything that uh, Jeremy Fleiss talked about last Last month yep. and the sessions and seminars and all that as i, as I understand we're in a new location yeah um so when you come in as i understand it if you as you walk through the door right there at the right to your right is kind of a continuation of the show staff area like tables yeah and i believe we are just right next to that along that wall to your right it's interesting it's gonna be interesting to see how the lighting works out because that area is generally pretty well lit Mm -hmm. and i know in the past we've kind of been in a a bit of a darker section of the show floor so i'm kind of curious how 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 all this is going to work itself out but it should it should be pretty neat well i um i'm looking forward to just being in a little different location Mm -hmm. you know we've been out in the middle of the uh of the floor and kind of in the middle of the action yeah and we've been uh sequestered to the side <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wasn't gonna go with sequestered yeah but we've been you know back up against the wall That's where we've kind of twenty dollar word for yeah. this month We're, we've been able to take advantage of that location for the you know the unique things that it brought and uh now i keep telling jeremy he's moved us up to the front where he could keep a, an eye on us because yeah. apparently we've gotten out of control well it's he probably just wants to make sure we don't steal anything so, uh, yeah do you blame him yeah, well i don't blame him i'm just yeah, i'm just stating facts uh, yeah you know? I, absolutely yeah, yeah. It, it's it all is, good. It it's is what good. it is. Just okay. got to own it, man. <laughs> Just got to own it. All right, everybody. Well, listen. Uh, February is a wrap. We thank you for listening. Uh, looking forward to the live shows coming up. Uh, we hope that you've enjoyed this month's show. And if you're in the Louisville area over the next couple of weeks, definitely stop in Louisville Arcade Expo and say hi and see us. And uh, until next month, we'll say keep your quarters clean and game on. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. 
Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page as the reviews help out the show please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Litzy. And that's me. <laughs> Music for the Broken Token Podcast is graciously provided by Mr. Scott Denisi. For more information about his music and the projects that he works on, visit his website at www.scottdenisi.com. Go Team Fiero. We ready? We good? We hot? Yeah, I'm giving you the eye. You're not seeing it. <laughs> I'm not seeing a thing. Sing for me, Whitney. <laughs> Show tunes and all. Tell me something interesting about Captain Picard. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Do your vectors wiggle? When I figured out how to, how it works and I used it, I'm like, this thing is freaking awesome. Brent, hey, I did all this time I never realized we were down in your basement. Oh, wow. <laughs> Poor Captain Picard. <laughs> oh, God bless <geez>. you. <laughs> Ooh. Freaking awesome.